Get fired up for another episode of Real Deal No Sex Appeal. A constant barrage of eye-opening conspiracies and ad-libbed innuendo. With filthy mouths and bad attitudes. Featuring Chris. On the streets, he's known as a jackass. Also featuring Parker. Yes, there's no two ways about it. He's super white. And our special guest, Alex. No one knows what it means, but it's provocative. Entire production supervised by Bigfoot. Now, let's join the boys for their latest episode. Gentlemen, my fellow soldiers, I have reason to believe the standards of this battalion have been slipping. Etiquette on this podcast shall be strictly enforced. Tonight, we'll be discussing a movie starring one Thomas Cruise. The enemy, the listeners, expect us to refer to this man, a distinguished man but man of diminished height, by cheap nicknames and epithets. It is necessary to prove our good intentions by, in accordance with the regulations in the charter of this production, refusing to refer to Tom Cruise as Junior, Pipsqueak, Munchkin, Shortstack, Manlet, Little Guy, Shot Glass, Ankle Biter, Pocket Knife, Itty Bitty Body Committee, Frodo, Half Pipe, Ewok, Pitbull Chow, Handrest, Jockey, Sawed Off, Small Fry, and Smurfette. We have standards, and they shall be observed. So, uh, did you guys, um, like the movie or, or what? Hey, no! short man, ring the bell. <laughs> <laughs> uh, bleep it out. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Yes, oh my Mods. god, please beep every short joke we make. Am I going to have to time him out? <laughs> you might have to. <laughs> Saying the bird word in here? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, uh, before we get to this uh, great move, can you imagine if we have a stupid little bell every single time someone says Carson Wentz? Parker, please, what's the news? Uh, so, what's the best movie we all watched this weekend, and why was it the Mission Impossible trailer? <laughs> yeah fucking well, best thing i've seen all just, year just by comparison you know <laughs> it's a masterpiece i cannot wait my heart fluttered when it said part one i don't even care oh That's yeah fine. whatever it takes to get the studio to let them film two of these dumb movies at once hey whatever do whatever loophole you got to do man totally fine with it it's just a reminder of like every once in a while we get a tom cruise movie that we uh do not like thought about the mummy more than a couple times oh yeah but then i think about that trailer i'm like hey i'll be there opening weekend it's not even 100 percent. not even the only reliable franchise we have left yeah absolutely um the other trailer i want to talk about is also my jerk of the week oh fuck i can't believe you've done this so they get all these people back to rescue the Velociraptor's baby? <laughs> is that what we're fucking doing next week? Are you fucking joking? Are, that is an episode. There, there's I, no way we're avoiding that. God, is, that <laughs> is that next week already? That's the 10th. We have an extra week. But oh, right, thank goodness. Cool. I was going to say, I got to make I sure I can recover. actually go to a theater. Well, I hadn't yeah, exactly. seen... I had not seen a trailer for that yet. I did not realize the whole plot was, Oh, my favorite raptor a baby and some mean guy stole it. Like, So we have to get... All of your favorite toys from the old movies back together to rescue a baby dinosaur that should get a bullet to the head. (laughs) They should execute everyone involved. 
Well, the, oh, no, we're saving the, the world from the dinosaur apocalypse. That's what we're doing instead. That they fucking made. Right, <laughs> exactly. Fault. You know, the best part about it is that Chris Pratt's in that trailer being like, we have to go back. Dill Pickles is my responsibility. So. <laughs> Sponsibility? <laughs> Something like that. He should be hung. He should be yeah. at the Hague hey. being executed. You're yeah, right. I'm so sorry. You should apologize. So anyway... Uh, yeah, that we are going to see that. The other Alex will be in attendance because if I see that without her, she'll never forgive me. Actually, there's like a million things like, I've done that she hasn't forgiven me for. So fucking wretched, but I'm watching that trailer like this is gonna be a really good episode. Oh, oh yeah. I don't want to see it at all. This is a return, dude. To I've form. known that since I saw the second one. Well, like, also well, there's that, definitely yeah. gonna be a third one. Yeah, yeah like. exa- well, duh. Also, we knew that we were going to be in there, right? As soon as we saw all the animals escaping. Sorry, all the dinosaurs that were escaping because... Thank you. Yeah, I just want to make sure. Uh, we do. Alright, we're obviously going to be all in for the dinosaurs taking over. It's supposed to be Dinosaur Planet. And instead, it's just like, oh, what about that one raptor? Everyone's favorite, Blue, the Velociraptor. Thank you for reminding me of the name that I already forgot. Hey, man, you're welcome. I got you. <laughs> I, if it wasn't times. for old school, there's no yeah, way I would right, remember that. Yeah. yeah. Oh, fair enough. Yeah. Yeah, that's my uh, fucking jerk of the week. Fuck everyone involved in <laughs> us for giving it money. Yeah. Uh, Alex, who's your jerk of the week? You know, sometimes you see something on social media that manages to cut through all of the layers of insulation that you've built up that really just hurts you to the core. And when I saw somebody tweet about how in 20 years teenagers are going to be going to midnight ironic showings of Morbius, like something inside me broke. I'm, I've been so bummed out all week since I read that. You know, I... 20. Dan... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Two, but man. <laughs> you know, uh, Dan brought up a good point about the memes for Morbius. The memes are getting steadily worse, you know? Well, they've like, always been bad. They were literally never good. Well, I, I, I like some of the hashtag Morbius. So like, the, the one with Morbius is friends with uh, with Jared from Subway. <laughs> and, the, and, the, right. and the Boston uh, bombing one for uh, Morbius. <laughs> See, back at the beginning, it was all really good, but then they went mainstream and the normies found them. And now they're like, they're so watered down. But you made a good point. It's like the fact that everyone else hates them brings you back into them, you know? It, it really does. I mean, like, I'm getting serious, serious deja vu to the fucking the normies talking about how bad and stupid Cats was. Except, like, this movie's actually worthy of being called out for how bad and stupid it is. So it's like, how mad can I really be? Like... Yeah. I don't think the normies are actually watching it. I think they're just posting right, memes. Yeah. And then, no. you know, the fucking film tryhards get trolled into watching it. So they're like, oh, you know, it must be so bad. And then they watch it, and it's just regular bad because they right. don't have the same brain that we do for, like, oh, my God, somebody spent $150 million trying to make this concept work, which mm-hmm. is the funniest thing in the world to me. But I understand why some fucking film beard wouldn't think that. Like, Well, the reason the also, memes like, are bad... Them. Is that now that it's available to watch, like, on digital, which means it's super easy to download, like, all the people that missed that first wave of hot memes are now trying to jump on two months later, like, no, no, we we had the moment, it's gone. It belonged yeah. to us, yeah. You missed Every, it, you can't it just It is a little along. funny, it is a little funny to see all the people going, oh, what gives, he doesn't even say it's Morbin time in the movie? Yeah, why well, would maybe he? Maybe he didn't watch the right version. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it was only in theaters, he missed out, yeah. sorry. Yeah, exactly, you're not part of the OG crew. in 20 years. Yeah, yeah, you know, I have to always explain to people that uh, I can't really explain why he doesn't say it's Morbin time in the the digital release, but I think it has something to do with (laughs) Spider-Man. Yeah, it was really fucked up when Val Kilmer said that in this movie. (laughs) (laughs) Well, on to my jerk of the week. Uh, 
I went to the movie theater before I saw Top Gun Maverick to see a different movie, which I'm going to get to a little bit later. Uh, and I made a mistake. I forgot that the showing of Back to the Future was a movie party. <laughs> and... Oh, damn. Dude. That is like I'm a... so fucking glad I have COVID and couldn't go to right, that yeah, Man, that's this... a bottom five movie I'd want to see at a movie party. Well, the thing is... I it's I, I mentioned this in, on Discord. It's the same thing with The Exorcist. I watched The Exorcist on a laptop, and I didn't understand the love for it. I was like, man, this kind of sucks. And then it was like, okay, give it another chance. Well, if I see it in theaters, will I like it? And I love The Exorcist. It was so good on a theater. And the first time I saw Back to the Future, it was like, wow, jerk-off motion. Wait, what hold on. What? You watched Van Helsing dozens of times as a child, but didn't see Back to the Future until you were a fucking teenager watching on your laptop? <laughs> Actually, you know, uh, I'm glad you brought that up, although I was kind of going to save this for later. But, uh, yeah, I actually didn't see Back to the Future until I was a teenager in college. And Same. actually, <laughs> I kind of asked my parents about it. I was like, what gives? Why didn't you show me this? Why didn't you rent this from John's video? And uh, they were like, oh, I don't just didn't feel like it. Not, o- not only did I do him, the but... same thing, I watched it on my laptop and didn't finish it. <laughs> like half hour in, I was like, yeah, I know all this stuff, it's yeah, whatever. Was, Give a fuck. Uh, yeah. I, I am pretty sure that I rented it with my dad when I was a kid, but I definitely saw it like four times on TNT. So Hey, I'm sorry yeah. to get you off track, yeah. but uh, you just reminded me, will you be calling your dad after Jurassic World 3? Oh, I We got his input on Jurassic episode. World 2. Oh, we're gonna... Will you be calling him back? Oh, he'd be very angry if I awoke him at 2 o'clock in the morning. That's not what I asked. Lava. <laughs> Magma? What's that? <laughs> anyway, uh, so for the movie party for Back to the Future, uh, first of all, I, I think for the theater experience, it's way better, not just to have the big screen and everything and all the sound that comes with it, but it's good to have people in the theater, you know, so everyone laughs along at all the jokes, stuff like that. Or so uh, you and, thought. Or so, uh, well, <laughs> it, it wasn't the theater patrons who were the problem, all right? Uh, <laughs> maybe one or two. Uh, the problem was uh, the host. So I don't I don't think you guys have actually been to a movie party. Maybe Parker, but... Uh, no. By design, buddy. Oh, okay. No. So the way it works is they give you these interactive props, which have gone terribly in the past. And I think they've got some of the reviews back of those uh, really bad ones, so... These ones are a little bit more subdued. One of them was like, a, you know, those like little glow necklaces that you break and you turn them around. If there was like a laser on screen and you twirled around, it's like, whatever. You don't even care about that one. There was something that you, it isn't even interactive. It's just like a stupid little like knickknack that you just bring home. Or I didn't even take anything with me. It was just so stupid. One of them was like the flyer, you know, the save the clock tower flyer. It's just, it just kind of sits there. It's nothing. That's not a big deal. Uh, there's one that my sister really doesn't like. Uh, it's this, uh, it's called a popper or something like that. You pull the string and it goes kind of like a loud bang or something like that. And, uh, they actually kind of did a smart thing with this one. They did it early in the movie, exactly four minutes and 20 seconds. Don't make a joke into the movie. Uh, that's when Marty McFly plays his guitar in front of the amp and it makes a loud noise. It was like, oh, if we all do it like that, it was kind of cool or something like that. I don't know. I, I never play with it. Just toys. like the director intended it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> This is not the problem. Oh, yeah, the other thing which I actually do like about movie parties is they have um, special, like, uh, movie-inspired menus. So you have, like, a drink that's based on... Sometimes, like, the drinks are really good. Sometimes the food's really good. Sometimes I just get a baked pretzel. Uh, I got this drink, and it was, like... Okay, it was, like, a blue margarita or something. I don't fucking know. Uh, So movie parties always seem to start with uh, a guy coming out to the front of the screen, whoever runs the... 
the Alamo or something like that. He has a microphone and he always goes, What's up, Alamo Draft House? And my sister and I always like sink low in the chair. It's like, Oh, God, I forgot this was a movie party. This guy comes out. And it's like a different guy. I've never seen this guy before. Also, the people are always like, So this movie was released in 1985 and it was directed by Robert Zemeckis. Here's one of his cubes. You know, it's always something like that. This guy comes out, and he's got to be in his 50s. I don't know what this guy's doing. And he is dressed up as Doc Brown with, like, the hair and the outfit and everything. <laughs> oh, God. And right off the bat, like, we talk about, like, cringe compilations and stuff like that. But it's so much easier to just, like, oh, let's see how you can, like, get through this cringe compilation. If it gets to be too much, you could just click X on the YouTube video. We were packed in there. And I felt like I couldn't escape all this because I was cringing so hard. I wanted to crawl out of my own skin. This guy has no energy. And the audience is giving him nothing. There is no applause. No one's answering his questions. No one's going woo. It was just... My favorite part of the movie theme. Yeah. Well, yeah. It gets so much worse. So much, so much worse. Um... You guys know what Air Guitar is. Everyone knows oh, what Air Guitar is. No. So he brought three little inflatable guitars. Real Air guitars, right? And he wanted three people to come to the front of the movie theater to do an Air Guitar competition. Oh, the hair was just Josh stood up there? on the back of my <laughs> Oh, was Josh there? <laughs> what? Was Josh there? He should have been because... I guarantee, it, right? yeah, because the prize was two free movies tickets. Oh yeah, he would have done it. <laughs> he went so, up there, grabbed the mic. No one else showed up. I went by forfeit. Give me the tickets now, it was, not after it the movie. Was, now, it, that's the thing. Is like it was such a struggle for him to get three people to come to the front of the stage. He people just want to watch the movie. <laughs> Josh goes up to the front of the stage, like pulls out his cell phone, and out of nowhere, his two brothers come running into the theater to do the competition <laughs> with him. <laughs> Oh, man. So it gets worse because, like, okay, they're going to do air guitar. Were they going to mime to a song or something like that? The guy, he's speaking to a microphone so we can hear him like the background, right? He plays on his cell phone with no speaker or anything. So no one can, people can barely hear this shit. He plays the first 17 seconds of Johnny Be Good. And they're supposed to, like, I don't know, dance and do whatever air guitar shit to it. One guy got the most pity applause, so he won, and he came over. He was actually sitting like two seats down from me, and he told his friends, "That's the most embarrassing thing that's ever happened to me." (laughs) (laughs) (sighs) Well, I, I, that's the thing. Is like that's the reason I couldn't get away. You'd be like, "Oh, Chris, just get up and and walk out and go to the bathroom." If I had walked forward, I would have had to participate. You would be like, "Ah, you, you wear the Hawaiian shirt. You're participating in the air guitar competition." And I would have been like, "Ah, no, I actually have to shit." So, something like that. Uh, yeah, that yeah, you is. You can't my... wear a Hawaiian shirt to something like that because <laughs> right, you're just yeah. asking for it. <laughs> At that point, I'm just Waldo, so you know, <laughs> everyone notices that guy. So, uh, what if they made like a Hawaiian shirt hat? You know, you could just uh, wear it with. Anyway, uh, yeah. So that's my jerk of the week. But before I get into the Back to the Future trilogy, which I watched, uh, Parker, would you like me to talk about species? More than I want anything on Earth. So let's. The most important thing about species, the thing that's on everyone's minds, is South Park. Because South Park had one of those episodes where it was introduced by Matt Stone and Trey Parker, and they talked about the lead actress in this movie, whose name escapes me. But they said that the movie wasn't very good, but they loved her in it. In fact, they wanted to have intercourse with her. 
They wanted that so bad that they cast her in one of the roles on their television show as like a, I think a substitute teacher that Stan falls in love. I haven't seen that episode in years. I think I got it right though. And like Wendy's jealous of her because uh, uh, she likes the attention that Stan gives her. Some, something like that. I don't, I don't fucking know. Anyway, I was like, well, you know, I've, I've heard of this movie. Uh, I might as well put it on. And it's on the list. Very, very low on the list, but on the list itself. So give it a shot. Uh, you know, I, I feel like I should have hated this, and I didn't. It just, it's, it's just kind of dumb. It's so horny. Yeah, it is <laughs> remarkably horny. <laughs> you can taste it in the air. It's like, why is it so, why is it so muggy in here? Why is this movie just radiating being horny online? Yeah, like, I didn't need Barry Steenbergen and, uh, and what, Michael Madsen to hook up in this movie, but uh, <laughs> I'm not against it, you know? They just kind of do it. <laughs> and again, no problem with this. Uh, the lead actress is about as beautiful as advertised, and I kind of get where they're going with this, but it feels like an unfinished idea here. The basic idea of Species, if you haven't seen it, and... Uh, is that an alien message was delivered from outer space and from this alien message it was determined how to create an alien by combining it with human DNA and so some scientists grew it in a government lab but then the creature slash human being escaped and is killing people and stuff like that because it didn't like being locked up and there's this stuff at the beginning of the movie where the alien which is portrayed as a teenage girl I believe it's Michelle Williams um <coughs> sorry and uh she's uh she's encountering a lot of kindness people are it's not even that she's doing things that are bad but people have an opportunity to be mean or or, or nasty to her but they're just kind of nice like one she's on a train and a woman who's taking her ticket uh says i'll tell you what i'll say you're 11 years old instead of 12 because that way you'll get half price and she just does it because it's a nice thing to do. When she grows into a full adult, she goes to a motel and she accidentally leaves her credit card behind and the guy says, whoa, 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 hang on. Don't want to, you don't want this to fall into the wrong hands. He's just, he's just being a nice person. And she encounters this niceness. It doesn't seem to react to it in a way that would communicate that, oh, I hate meanness, but I like kindness. And I, I feel like that was a missed opportunity here. As for all the uh, special effects and everything, hey, uh, it's H.R. Giger. I like H.R. Giger's work, so that stuff is all right. The uh, story is, what's a nice way to put this? Completely stupid. But I, I don't mind. Uh, I, I had a good time. I, I think there's one line that really sticks with me. Forrest Whitaker is in this. Uh, oh, yeah, that's yeah. right. <laughs> he's introduced wearing a dashiki, and he's on a therapist's couch, and he's introduced with the lines, I'm an empath. And, uh, <laughs> as in, like, an empath is that he has, like, psychic powers also. But apparently the psychic powers aren't very good because he walks into the train after, uh, the alien hybrid disembowels this woman. There's blood and cuts and alien goo all over the place. And he walks in, the first thing he says is, something bad happened here. I no sense kidding. the crime has been committed. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Thank you, Einstein. You know, the weirdest thing about this is I have to tie it back in with South Park for two reasons. Not just the fact that they mentioned it, but one of the first things that starts off this movie is a reference to SETI. It's the Search for Extraterrestrial Intelligence, which is the same premise of Contact, which Mr. Garrison did not like. 
It's, I just looked, it's from that same episode. Is it really? Yeah, it's oh the one where he gets a nose job to look like David Hasselhoff. <laughs> I <forgot laughs> okay, I remember that now. What a good show. Oh my god, I should rewatch that episode. Uh, and I come away from it thinking, boy, uh, Matt Stone and Trey Parker got it completely wrong. Contact is a great movie, and Species is really stupid. So, go and watch Contact, you'll have a lot of fun. If you watch Species, uh, do it alone. Oh, yeah. And now for something that will tie into our discussion of Top Gun Maverick, the Back to the Future trilogy. So after the air guitar competition... (laughs) Hell yeah, brother. (laughs) We all sat down to watch Back to the Future, which is not a bad movie. And I think that calling it a bad movie is just kind of stupid. It's This is a movie that is very, very funny. It has very good music. It's got likable characters. It's got very good performances. It's got a very interesting core concept idea. And it's marred by really bad storytelling. I think that it's not even like, oh, science fiction deserves better than this. Because look at science fiction. It doesn't deserve shit. The problem here is just it's it's really stupid. There's so many things. It doesn't follow its own internal logic in multiple places. It's not really about anything. It's just like, wouldn't it be fun to go back in time and then come forward in time? Wouldn't that be interesting? Huh? Is this thing on? You have a character with no flaws whatsoever. Two characters with no flaws whatsoever. Multiple ones, actually, now that I think about it. Uh, and I, the, the main character never learns anything. He never He never grows in any meaningful way. I think that's a really big problem. Oh, like Auto Rocket. Yeah, it's like Auto Rocket. (laughs) Now, I do like Robert Zemeckis. I have a lot of his cubes. But I I feel like on this one, I don't know, was he a hired gun? I don't think he wrote the script because if he had written the script, I had hoped he would have done a better job with it. What Robert Zemeckis does well, and he does really well in this movie and in the next two, is he's always at the forefront of technology, and he always does it in an interesting way. It's not just, oh, let me show off the CGI. It's, look what I can do with this cool thing, and I'm going to make it look good. And that's one of the reasons that people appreciate Back to the Future. But I can also tell that he has very high standards for everything. You can tell the costumes are all really well done. The, the performances are excellent. And... I don't know if I was ever in a position where I didn't know how a certain trick was done, but I was always left where I was like, wow, that was really impressive for 1985, and I'm, I'm pretty good at placing myself in 1985. That being said, uh, you know, Robert Zemeckis making all those fun for the family and more movies, bringing the whole family down to see Back to the Future. Like the character Biff, remember Biff? He calls that guy a butthead, and you know he's not going to say going hello, and then he almost rapes Marty's mother, and then he's like, he's waxing the car afterwards. I forgot about the, the near-rape scene in that car, you know? It was, uh, I will say... Era. I will say that it was that was one of the things that I liked about the uh, theater, is after Biff got fucking clocked in that movie... Just a huge round of applause went up. I, I like Americlaps in that sort of context. So uh, that was good. And some of the jokes aren't even like, they don't even say anything. It's just like vague mugging to the camera from uh, Marty McFly, from Michael J. Fox. I'm, Michael J. Fox is just good at that sort of thing. Just giving like a weird look to things. Like when he's in the car with his mother and his mother's wearing the prom dress and he can see her cleavage. The look he gives her when he, and when he looks away is just very, very funny. 
Same thing with uh, Christopher Lloyd as Doc Brown. He created this iconic, it's beyond a character at this point, it's its own trope, the the mad scientist who helps out that teenage kid uh, with his wild invention. But he's really good in that role. Christopher Lloyd is very, very good at this sort of thing. So uh, am I saying that you guys should revisit it? No. But what I am saying is that I'm not calling it a bad movie. I'm just saying it's nowhere near as good as people say that it is. It's not as good as people remember. And there are a lot of things to criticize here. But uh, if I laughed, hey, I had a good time. So I don't know, man. You kind of sold me on a rewatch with the whole, you know, Michael J. Fox is the prototype office gym thing there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, his faces really are. No, no, the thing is, his faces are funny. Jim's are... Jim doesn't even make faces. He just well, I mean, like, looks you, at maybe you would feel the same way if they sent you to, to Syria when you were just an analyst. But you know, who am I to judge? Yeah, yeah I guess. I yeah, uh, watch that. Well, the reason I watched Back to the Future, besides the fact that it was a showing at the Alamo, which did not say clearly enough that it was a movie party in the future, guys, you got to let me know. Uh, at work, we were having a discussion on what are the best film trilogies of all time. I went with the Evil Dead trilogy. I think that's a strong contender. Uh, and they couldn't come up with any because uh, people don't really watch movies anymore. They just sort of talk about them, like this podcast. Uh, someone said the Godfather trilogy. I was like, really? Godfather 3? I don't know. And someone said Lord of the Rings. I was like, okay, that's one. Um, and then someone brought up Back to the Future. And they are like, Chris, what do you think? I was like, well, I've only seen the first one. So I guess I was curious enough... The Back to the Future sequels have got a lot of very high praise, so I thought, all right, I'll sit down and I'll watch these. So, Back to the Future 2, it almost feels like the exact opposite of my take on Back to the Future 1. The problem here is not with the story. I think the story is actually quite good. And who agrees with me? Such luminaries as Carl Sagan, who called it the greatest time travel movie ever made. All right, to be fair, that is... extremely low bar to clear yeah exactly it's kind of a small pool of talent to choose from that being said he would be proven wrong four years after this movie when army of darkness came out and succeeded as the best time travel movie ever made now the problem here is that the characters kind of got watered down they're like oh we should give marty mcfly a, a flaw what's his flaw he gets really angry when people call him a chicken uh yeah he just fucking suck yeah the, I'm over it. the jokes are gone uh forget about laughing i i don't even think i cracked a smile uh the effects are actually really good the effects are uh almost uh, astonishingly good there was one point where i didn't know how they did something and that is like my highest praise for a special effect is if i can't tell how you did a certain maneuver or something in in the movie i'm like wow now i'm impressed and uh, I did guess how they did it, though. I was like, right down, they would have to do something like that. Then I looked it up, and I, I like was thinking of an invention in my head that would allow them to do it. Turns out it was something called, I think it was called like a Vista Glide, which kind of sounds like a lubricant. But uh, it, it, it worked in the movie to have multiple characters portray uh, different parts in the same scene and almost interact with themselves in that sort of way. It was really impressive, as far as I'm concerned. Uh, the performances are okay, uh, I guess. There's a lot more CGI in this, but it, it does look pretty good. Uh, it just kind of feels to me as though uh, it's missing some of the heart of the first movie. And again, I'm missing the jokes here. I really I, I want some comedy in this, and it felt kind of dry, I guess. Uh, the characters are still there and stuff, and then some of the ideas are, are still on point, but I don't know. I just felt like it was lacking. That being said, I'm not saying 
that Back to the Future 3, where they go to the Wild West, is the best in the series, but I do have the fewest complaints for it. It's got a good mix of jokes, it's got a pretty good idea, and it's it's got a good adventure sort of storyline, and the character learns something by the end of his uh, by the end of his journey, and uh, I've been wanting that this entire time. So, am I saying you should watch Back to the Future three? No. Okay, so Parker, what did I you? I wasn't watch? gonna. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, Alex. What did you watch while you were dying of COVID? Sorry. Oh, I forgot. but yeah. literally nothing. It's probably oh, okay. Yeah. I'm being forgotten. It's like, okay. Rest is important. Uh, unless you want me to talk about bird videos or the time that yes. my yeah. fucking stream of the Celtics game ended and it jumped to the next channel on IPTV and it was twenty four seven Family Guy. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, don't do the voice. That's how you got your throat this way. <laughs> yeah, that that's <laughs> worth it. Really opened up my my uh, the susceptibility of my pipes right, by talking yeah, like yeah. Peter Griffin. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Lois. <laughs> good. Good. <laughs> Holy crap, Lois! It's Goose's son. <laughs> Whoa. All right. So, my friend, I watched Rikio today. Yo, dude. Hell yeah, dude. <laughs> what a movie. Oh, what man. a picture. <laughs> Can I we talk about the remember- Warden's son? His large, oafish son. <laughs> it's my favorite character in any movie I've ever seen. <laughs> la, 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 la. <laughs> he must as well be holding a big old lollipop. It's so good. I love a little that and suspenders. <laughs> he's he's he, dragging his school books behind their tied in a belt. <laughs> he is the prototype of the large adult son. He is incredible. <laughs> he is uh, Mark Davis. He really is. <laughs> oh my god. I, I remembered it was violent. I did not remember the final fight. The things that happened and how it ended. Holy guacamole. <laughs> that entire set is just covered in red. It's so yeah. beautiful. I love how quickly, like three minutes in, you're like, all right, there's our main character. He's in prison now. Now he's going to punch this man so hard he just punches a hole in his chest. You're like, all right, cool. Only 85 more minutes of this. And it is a work of art. Japan is truly, truly on one at all times. Mm -hmm. What a magical country they are. I don't want to say too much because that is 100% an episode or at least a lengthy discussion in the future. Oh, Absolutely, I'm. I'm so glad you watched that. <laughs> I am too. Yeah, that was a good start to my day. Yeah, um, it's better I'll than the anime. Things. I don't say that a lot. Good. I'll skip some things just because I have a lot to say about Top Gun, but Me I will too. say uh, because I live with you know my partner and because we have Disney Plus, that of course means I had to watch Chippendale. As one does. <laughs> And boy, that movie was on my mind a lot during Top Gun, because it's just another <laughs> example of, hey, you remember these things? Hey, you remember that? It's gotten to the point where I have not revisited, nor do I particularly want to. I feel like if I watched Ready Player One again, it would go up a star, just because that's what movies are now, and at least... It's like the references had, back to like nostalgia, right? At least it had like a Gundam fighting Mechagodzilla instead of fucking Algae Rhythm or Ugly Sonic for four <laughs> scenes. That joke comes back over and over. It's not just like, 
Oh, look in the background. That's funny. No, he goes by Ugly Sonic, and they talk to him like four or five how times. Did, how did they get the Wednesday? Wednesday. I thought there was going to be like a different production company owned them, or or does Sony not want to uh, admit that they own that Ugly Sonic? Turns out money talks a lot. I guess I don't fucking know. You know that's the thing about uh, Back to the Future too is one of the biggest problems with it, and this is something that Alex referenced about Top Gun Maverick that I was kind of uh, wary of is a constant callbacks to the first movie, and I get it. It's a sequel. You're going to reference the first movie some way. It's, that's mostly fine as long as you do it in a decent way. With a uh, all the stuff that uh, Alex mentioned in Top Gun Maverick, boy, Back to the Future 2 does it so much worse. They have, like, literal recreated scenes from it. It's like, hey, remember the first movie? I think it... I don't know if it's better or worse in Back to the Future 2, because in Back to the Future 2, it came out four years after the first one. It, it, the first one is a major hit. Most people had seen it. Not me, because I'm Catholic. But the second one, like... People already remember it. We don't have to... Although they didn't remember uh, the first actress who was in it. Uh, she left. She stopped acting because uh, her mother got cancer and she wanted to spend time with her mother. So they recast that role with Elizabeth Shue and reshot the ending scene and no one knew it was a different actress. So apparently people don't <laughs> hey, remember uh, things. Chris, so. not, not, to, not to sidebar two here from... Sidebar too far from right, the yeah, Dale conversation. Yeah. No, it's but, fine. It's fine. Yeah, I already uh, sidebarred a lot. <laughs> have either of you seen the most recent Matrix movie? Not yet, sorry. Uh, no, I got logged out of HBO, but I'll be watching it shortly. Yeah. Okay, so uh, basically that entire movie's reason to exist is to make fun of these nostalgia bait movies in a way that is, like, I'm not going to say clever, but it definitely takes balls to do. You know, just like, you know, fine, you want your movie? Here's your fucking movie. Here you go. And uh, that was on my mind a lot when I was watching Top Gun, Yeah. among other things, because it's like, Oh fuck! This is the movie that the Wachowskis were making fun of. That's nice. the thing about well, that's the thing about Top Gun. Is I was kind of wondering about it, and I was like, "Well, Top Gun Maverick has come out thirty six years after the first one. Maybe people don't remember it." Then I thought more about. It, I was like, "Top Gun is one of the most memorable movies that I have ever seen." It's people literally known scenes. so well because it revolutionized movie distribution so it, everyone it, could yeah. see it. Like, exactly. That's, I mean, that was a big... People don't forget that. We don't need to be reminded about it with flashbacks and oof. other stuff. But uh, for Chip and Dale Parker, I'm going to ask you a question. Answer honestly. Did you watch, like, the cartoon show growing up? If I did, I don't remember it. A lot of yeah, those, like, yeah. early, early 90s ones, I just... I'm sure they were put on in front of me because I was a fat little piggy, but I don't really remember it. Yeah. I don't think I like the Disney Channel cartoons very much. Which is weird because, like, my entire adolescence, I watched nothing but cartoons, and I kept watching yeah. them when I was far too old to still be watching them. But, yeah, yeah most of that early 90s stuff, it's mostly a blur. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, uh, not great, uh, yeah. but, you know, those are the prices you pay sometimes. Mm-hmm. I hear John Mulaney's doing well. So <laughs> <laughs> there were a couple bits I laughed at. I'm not going to pretend I was there with my arms well, yeah, crossed the whole time. Yeah, you know. But, Seth uh, Rogen's entire character being just the CGI guy from Robert Zemeckis movies it was a very good bit of him just being a dead-eyed Polar Express character. That was a good bit. I like that. <laughs> that is a little but, bit uh, funny. Here, I just got yeah. done uh, complimenting Robert Zemeckis for his technology, and then I realized how oh, yeah, him. He's, he knows what he did. It's, Thanks it's for something Forrest he's <laughs> Uh, yeah, I watched some other stuff, but I 
you guys. Top Gun. Let's talk about. Oh, Top let's talk about Top Gun. So fucking bad. It's insane because like halfway in the movie is like I'm so fucking bored I could leave. But as soon as I walked out of the theater, I was like, how do I time travel to us recording? I want to talk about this nonstop. I can't keep these thoughts in my head, buddy. So, I've been sitting on it for a week. Why do you think so much of my thoughts have leaked out already? <laughs> yeah, let's. I mean, let's just put this out here. As soon as Alex got done seeing the movie, he texted us, and he was just like, "Have either of you guys seen this yet? Because I really want to talk about it, but I don't want to like influence someone's opinions or something." And as soon as I got out of the theater, all I want to do is talk about it with Josh, even though he had to be somewhere. And I was, like, driving home, and I was, like, ranting in my car about this movie, which uh, I'm going to get in front of this. I did not hate Top Gun Maverick. I, uh, I wouldn't say that I liked it. I wouldn't even call this a good movie. Uh, but I didn't hate it. I don't, I don't know that I, I could say that I hate this movie. There are a lot of things that I dislike about it, but there's also a lot of things that I do like. You and, are the uh, most grill-pilled out of all of us, so you have to like it at least a little bit. Oh, yeah, exactly. I mean, I saluted six or seven times during the movie. But the thing that I liked about the movie is uh, I, maybe maybe I was uh, nostalgivated into this. As soon as it began with that beat for uh, the Top Gun theme, uh, with the opening credits and stuff, I was like, yeah, man, we're back. And uh, I that's, guess I sort of felt That's that. funny, because I actually, I want to talk about that specifically. Okay. Because, uh, that so the first, like, the, the hair on the back of my neck pricked up a little bit. When I saw the, hey, I'm Tom Cruise, I made this movie, I hope y'all are gonna like it thing in front. Because it's like, that was like literally the first time that my brain had processed the idea that maybe this wasn't Top Gun Maverick, and it was Tom Cruise's Top Gun Maverick starring Tom Maverick Cruise. <laughs> yeah, that, that um, is definitely a problem with the movie. Which and cool. the second one is like, you come in with like the saccharine music, and he's like riding around on the motorcycle... And it's like, I'm back, baby. And I, I'm literally, like, almost, like, mouthing the words. Like, you know, I'm glad they did this instead of the Danger Zone thing. And then it smash cuts to the Danger Zone <laughs> thing. Like, a minute after it has any business being in the movie. Like, yeah, when he takes the top off that motorcycle, I think I mouthed, uh-oh. <laughs> why, would, why would he still be driving this fucking thing with the same stickers on it? Come well, on, man. I have to admit, I, I don't think I minded the Danger Zone theme because it's uh, better than the other song that's in this movie. I... But, uh... <coughs> Sorry. <laughs> okay, yeah, no, I get my opportunity. <laughs> uh, no, the thing about it is, like, I saw it, I was just like, maybe this is for the kids in the audience who didn't grow up with this movie. They don't know how cool this song is, even though they don't play about a minute of it. But uh, I was fine with it. This was not my warning sign. I was not... I was not, like, you know, kind of dreading anything. In fact, I, I really liked it when I saw that he's just hanging out in a hangar. All I was thinking to myself is, damn it, I want a hangar. Remember, Parker, when we were talking about all the, like, the, the cool places for uh, a podcast recording studio? It was, like, that, that 90s basement with, like, the wood panel walls. Or, or maybe the, um, or, or maybe an underground lair with a suit of armor. Just him in that hangar, I was just like, if there was a suit of armor there, I would totally hang out there. I think just that's really hanging cool. up, soundproofing in an abandoned airport. Yeah, hangar. <laughs> it's just like sixty feet in the air, just with a hammer and nails whistling. Yeah, the I, acoustics I, in here are great. Plenty <laughs> <laughs> of room for Bigfoot to roll around. He's just kind of like sleeping on a couch, <laughs> not helping. Uh, so as as we're watching uh, this movie. Uh, He's, he's flying that plane really fast. And Parker, you mentioned a review that said all the scenes in the planes are an A+, and all the scenes outside of the planes are a D-. Now, 
I more or less agree. I think there's a little bit more, you know, complexity to my opinion than just, like, letter grades for these things. But uh, that opening scene in the plane I thought was really cool. And it does a really good job of explaining technology to people who might not... What is your problem with the opening plane scene? Buddy, I'm gonna have to disagree with you again. Because the entire time I'm watching that opening scene, I'm just sitting there like, all right, he's a test pilot. I got it. Why is this still going? Why, why, Why do I need to see this? I get it. I know everything I need to know about this character already. You are dragging me through fucking broken glass with this Tom Cruise character. Why is it like, oh, now he's at 9.4. Oh my god, now he's at 9.5. Oh my god, now he's at 9.6. It's like, bro, get fucking on with it already. Like, we're not here for this. No one is here for this, right? On the contrary, most people were here for that. I think a lot of people really liked it. As far as I know, you're the only person issue any complaints about that. Evidently, I, I mean, I mean, my if I could, hurt, if I could, like talk about, so. yeah, if I could talk about that scene and why it is in there, as as to its length, okay, you could probably cut it down a few seconds, but it's to show that this is how he got back to teaching at Top Gun. Something he obviously didn't want to do is he broke the rules. The mods reported him, and now he has to serve a suspension. So that's how it also they had to put Ed Harris in this movie somehow. You're not gonna make Top Gun Maverick without Ed Harris. He's got all be I need from somehow. this all I need from this scene is to know that he's still got it. That's all you have to show me. And every every bit of exposition in this scene, especially the Ed Harris stuff, just like man, why are you gonna tell me that drones exist in this movie? Yeah, why? If you don't bring it up. If you do not bring it up, I never once would have thought about it. I literally was just happy to be at the mercy of this movie. I just wanted to see cool fighter pilot shit. And then it's like, oh, actually, we're going on this overland suicide mission. It's like, well, yeah, well, maybe if you guys just listened to Ed Harris and did it the way that anyone would do this, then we wouldn't be having these problems. Well, but, uh, by an hour in, I'm just mumbling, like, just use drones. Just use drones. Yeah. Why, why, why would you do this? Just use drones. Oh, yeah, so once you drop the bomb on a specific shot, you have one shot to hit. You have to go all the way up, and you might black out. Like, oh, man, just use drones, I guess. What are we doing? What are we doing? Why does this movie exist? So that opening scene, I, I don't have a problem with it. It's also to show that uh, it's also to show the uh, a lot of the planes can't take that kind of, those kinds of Gs. Uh, I will say that there was one warning sign here is that I wasn't laughing. And I'm not saying that Top Gun, the first one, was full of jokes, like, 24-7, but, like, it was fun. And I was having fun with it. And up to this point, it was like, what was it, like, when he lands there and and he says, where am I? The kid says, Earth. Because he thinks he's a spaceman or something like that. Boy, that fell flat. Um, It's just... I, uh... It it gets worse. It's all so fucking sepia and saccharine and just, ugh, ugh. Well, bad taste to start the movie off, but anyway. Well, I, uh, I'm i just saying that I, I, I like that scene. And then he goes to Top Gun, and he's in that bar. He meets Jennifer Connelly. And uh, I didn't... I, I should have known. I should have known there was a problem with uh, with this, because uh, Jennifer Connelly plays Penny, who apparently was the daughter of an admiral from the first movie that Tom Cruise dated, or that uh, Maverick dated in the first movie, but it was like an off-screen sort of thing. And here's it's, a, it's a throwaway here. reference in the first movie, right? Exactly. Like, oh, you got yeah. kicked out of such and such for the right. Admiral's daughter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Luckily, they don't do a flashback to, to that sort of what thing. What is this fucking Wikipedia? Like, yeah, exactly. Oh, remember they mentioned this character in the last yeah, movie? Yeah. Well, here Love she is. Yeah. What? So that's the thing is like she's in here, and I'm just like. Okay, I like Jennifer Connelly. I think she's a really good actress. I, I'm glad that she's in here. 
what could possibly go wrong. First warning bell goes off when she rang that stupid bell on the in the bar because he had his cell phone out and that means he buys everyone around. First of all, uh, fuck you. I'm not paying that. Yeah, I'm leaving. It's, Goodbye. Yeah. It's for the dads. That is what like. This oh, is the scene yeah, that, that like, like this part of this scene actually, I didn't really have a problem with. <laughs> like, oh, I, I, yeah, I since know, you got a cat, you've turned into a dad now. <laughs> I, well, I, I know, I know who this movie's for. Like, I get it. Yeah. You've already showed me that you're gonna just fucking like jam fucking like HGH quantities of nostalgia up my ass. This movie, like this, when you're gonna just be like, yeah, you know. Hey, hey, old timer! Remember how things used to be when bars were cool? Like, yeah, I'm fine with it. Fucking whatever. It's for yeah. them. It's not. Yeah, for us. these guys ain't gonna be drinking any IPAs. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> uh, people in my days, we used to talk to each other at the bar, and I ain't got your cell phones out. Come on. No, no disrespect to the ladies at my bar. Yeah, the worst here. is when the bar the the bell went off the second time because he couldn't pay his tab, and then they had to throw him overboard, which means they just kind of. Isn't this how debtors' prison worked? I guess. Like, dude, the second time I hear that fucking bell, even if I'm over by the pinball machine, I'm like, excuse me, I just grab the bell and I run. And I'm never going back, how, so uh, going back to that fucking bar. Uh, I, important question, Chris. How did Josh react to the prospect of getting two free beers on some other guy's tab? <laughs> I think he was I think he was putting himself in Tom Cruise's position. He had to pay for someone else. He was just like, what gives? <laughs> Wait a minute, does that count for us in the theater too? Do we also get a free round? <laughs> Josh, excuse me, excuse me, Josh waitress. Brings his own bell to the next showing. <laughs> it says right here <laughs> disrespecting a lady. That will be one IPA for the gentleman. So the real problem of this of the movie kicked in for me because at this point, Alex, no offense, when you said that you really didn't like it, and in fact, I think you said you hated it on Discord. I no, I, I wouldn't go that far. So but, you're, you're um, dialing it back a bit. Well, no, let me. I I was disappointed more than anything, right, and I was yeah. hurt in a lot of ways. I think that like, not to get into like you know squaring the circle here, I'm like it, this to me like it came off to me as like a like a second tier Marvel movie like something like Black Panther I enjoyed it like about as much as I enjoyed that it's like I should have enjoyed this a lot more but like it's really pretty and like I'm disappointed I I mean I wasn't really disappointed in that much that was going on in Black Panther I think that's a perfectly fine movie but it's like a movie that's clearly not for me right yeah like I I don't care that much about the Marvel stuff like I I don't need the build up to like the third act CGI showdown with the big bads it it does nothing for me Mm -hmm. and this kind of felt the same it's very pretty and yeah, that's about all the good I have to say. That being said, there's like something personal in there because you like Top Gun a lot, and to see it reduced to this, it doesn't feel as good. It's not even just that I like Top Gun; it's that I trust Tom Cruise. He makes good decisions. Like, I can count the number of bad Tom Cruise movies on one hand, and he's been working for forty years. Like, mm-hmm. and this was like like I am not somebody who lets my guard down with movies I kind of like go into things no matter how good the reviews are like yeah we'll see I want to I want to keep an open mind when it comes to movies like I think that's the only fair way to watch anything and this was something that I'm like I don't even need to keep an open mind for this I'm gonna like it it's for me I know it's for me and then it wasn't for me and it kind of sucks yeah well, we'll get into Tom Cruise's decisions in a little bit, but the reason I bring this up is I went into this movie being like, oh, forget Alex. I'm not going to be influenced by his opinions. I'm going to watch Top Gun Maverick, and I'm going to enjoy it. And I w- So I went into this, not Tabula Rasa, but I was, I was trying to enjoy this. And then the bar scene happens where they introduce the new pilots. Oh, 
my god. And there, there's 12 of these people. Only six of them are, have names and faces as far as I'm concerned. One of them, because only six of them ha- actually have a line, if I'm, if I'm recalling correctly. One of them has a personality. The others are, like, approaching a personality but don't quite fulfill it. And the others, I... Tell me about Coyote. Uh, I don't know what Tell that is. Tell me about Payback. No. Tell me the personality of Phoenix. And don't say the word girl boss because she doesn't even approach girl boss. Well, you're watching X-Men. You tell me. Well, she's nothing. She, she doesn't even... Do, even Rooster doesn't really seem to have much of a personality besides... Call. Why slow? <laughs> Hangman has a personality. But this is the problem yeah. is it's such a nothing person he's just kind of a jerk he's just arrogant uh, that's yep that it's working for me i uh, give me you? more glenn powell in this movie <laughs> give, he's give doing me something just just cut yeah, out the... like half the tom cruise scenes just give me like glenn powell riffing i, think, I will watch yeah, that guy in anything i think it might he's in the tatum zone if he, had, if he had a place to sort of expand that character but it's nothing it feels to me as if that was supposed to be and, and josh picked up on this too it feels to me as if they were replacing the iceman character with hangman and that is such a downgrade. I think Iceman was so much more compelling in the first movie than this Hangman guy is. Yeah, and... see, I don't think he's supposed to be Iceman. I think he's supposed to be Maverick. And that's oh. why I think it kind of works. Oh, in that case, I definitely didn't see that at all. I couldn't possibly... Well, so the that. thing with Iceman is, like, Iceman is, like, the by-the-book fucking rules guy. Like, his whole fucking character is, like, you have to follow the rules when you're in the air. Like... Tom Cruise is, like, the fucking asshole of the first movie. That's, like, kind of why the character's cool and why it works. So you have this Glenn Powell character, and you're like, well, naturally, Maverick must be gravitating to this guy. Like, they fly the same way. They have all of the same traits. And then it's like, now nah, we're just going to sideline you. So we got to talk about, you know, the guy who's sad about his dead dad. No, I get it. I, I do understand that. But I think the audience in the first movie likes Tom Cruise more than they like Val Kilmer. Val They have, like, a little subtle thing for Val Kilmer. How could you not? But they're like, oh, Tom Cruise <coughs> is the hero. Val Kilmer is the rival. And in this one, you it feels like you're not supposed to like Glenn Powell's character, you know? Because he's he's overly confident, he's cocky, arrogant, that sort of thing. He's kind of a jerk, really. Uh, I think that's why he's fulfilling the role of Iceman. Or at least the transfers of that role. Whatever. But that's not the only one that gets transferred over. Instead of uh, Kelly McGillis, who admitted that she's too old and fat for the role, we have Jennifer Connelly. I think Jennifer Connelly is a fine actress. I just think that this part should have been cut from the movie entirely. I don't think that the Jennifer Connelly scenes had any reason to be in here. I actually took a bathroom break for the second time in my life during a movie. During the second Jennifer... As soon as he pulled up outside her house, I was like, I know I'm not going to miss anything. And Josh actually told me, he was like, dude, nothing happened. This is so completely boring. You, again, timed it perfectly. So, he's got to learn to let go, Chris. Oh, we'll get to that. That's and, why he doesn't want a promotion. He doesn't have a wife. He's yeah, got to let go. Instead of Goose, we have Rooster. Remember all of Rooster's funny moments? Bro. Goose is the best that, character in the first Top Gun movie. I fucking love that guy. And when he leaves the first movie, I'm kind of like, damn, I, the movie's not as good without him. Now we have just, it's devoid of comedy, devoid of levity, devoid of humor, devoid of fun. And instead of Tom Cruise in the first movie, we get Tom Cruise in this movie. We get Tom Cruise with depression. This I'm just is not having fun with Top Gun. Biggest problem with this movie is like I did not realize how important Miles Teller was going to be to this movie. <laughs> I fucking hate that dude. 
It's like, really? this is the emotional <laughs> core, is this fucking dork. I hate him so Wait, much. Wait, did you, did you watch Whiplash? Because I haven't. I haven't seen Whiplash. I yet. mean, I like Whiplash a lot, but that's it. Yeah. He irritates me. Oh, because you wait. You saw fantastic. You saw Fanforstic. So that's like yeah. Like, certainly didn't that. help things. <laughs> I guess you're right. Yeah. I thought I, I thought Miles Teller had like a, a decent reputation, but uh, apparently not. No. Uh, I I don't. Yeah. I don't think this is like a great character or a great performance. Mm-hmm. And that said, I still would have rather had more of it than what we got. Well, instead yeah. of just Tom Cruise stomping over everything, like give this character a little bit of time to breathe, like. He, like, like I, I, I don't think that I'm like you know. It's probably obvious at this point. Like, I was expecting this to be a movie that's about like the kids. I was expecting like, okay, Tom Cruise is the old grizzled vet, and he's the instructor now, and he's the only one that knows how to fly this mission, so he's got to teach him. Hey, and so I was like, boy, okay, does cool. he? Let's let no, well, see him the teach movie, him. The movie is in fact titled Top Gun Maverick. Yeah, but I mean that's just what you call movies. Like that's not. That's well, not a giveaway that this is the Tom Cruise story. Like, on the contrary, it is. It's absolutely not. You're dead I mean, fucking wrong about this, dude. What? It's it's called Top Gun Maverick. It is about yeah, of course Maverick. it is. Because that's the one fucking name that anybody knows from the first yeah, movie. Yeah, it's about it's the name of the flight yeah. school. What else are they gonna call it? Top they Gun. They can't yeah, name two. it after the country they invade. You Top Gun. Uh, Top Gun Fifth Generation Fighters. They could have called it Top Gun Two. And then I would have maybe have been duped into believing it would have been about the kids. But it's Top Gun Maverick, and all the promotional material is all Tom Cruise all the time. Oh, and he's the producer of it is. Of it's Tom Cruise. He's one of the biggest movie stars in the world. Of and course you're you going to put somehow, him on all the fucking And posters. you somehow didn't think that this movie was going to be about him? This is all I you. thought Tom Cruise would make better choices than this and not make a shitty fucking movie about himself. It's this- a self-indulgent fucking mess all right so you're more gullible than i am don't get mad at me for yeah it. clearly that's that's the issue here the man I, is dying of covid let him let him be he's the one who's getting mad about this because he thought that this movie was going to be about something that it very yeah i thought this gonna movie be. was going to be good i'm fucking pissed off what do you want me to say i i just no. want you to like i don't know critical thinking here i it's can't believe Top Gun you Maverick. survived covid that, that thing that i never do yeah you lived long enough to experience your own last jedi right before covid took you you really hate to see it it's fairly obvious. You title a movie Top Gun Maverick, it's going to be about the character Maverick. Is there, is there a yeah, movie Maverick that's titled teaching after a all the kids, which is, would be nice. Well, yeah. But, uh, when I, when I say teaching the yeah. kids, I didn't mean, I didn't think it'd be like, well, I guess they're just going to sit in a classroom for 90 minutes. Because well, holy shit. Well, we also and then, and then wow. later we're going to find out it was all for nothing, because guess who's coming to save the day on oh, the mission? Well, we'll get to we that, did that. all this for nothing. Oh, don't worry. We'll get like to that. 20 minutes in, I'm like, Okay, so is someone going to die and he becomes leader, or is someone going to get injured? No, he just breaks the rules and goes, ha, see, I could do it. And they're like, damn it, Maverick, I should fire you, but you're the leader now. And then they just do the mission. Well, okay, but before we get to those scenes, which obviously are important, the great balls of fire scene. Jesus, which was, fuck that, I was out. That's, that was, that was yep. to me, I think the worst scene in the movie for me, unless there was something I missed while I was in the bathroom. But It's so unearned. Oh, it was so, oh, but, so bad. Way too early, obviously, but also all those fucking flashbacks as if, as if you're stupid or something. The saccharine nonsense. Like, up until then, it's like, yeah, the motorcycle's embarrassing. He's got the same fucking jacket on and the music's playing. But, like, that's what blockbusters are now. I saw Doctor Strange. That's what these movies are now. Hey, you guys remember this character? That's just, that's what AAA big releases are. But this scene is like, absolutely go fuck yourself. 
First of all, if I'm at a bar, like we almost got kicked out for putting Krayshawn on the jukebox. This motherfucker comes in, unplugs everything, and just starts wailing on a piano. A fight is breaking out. Maybe it's because I live in the South, but that's an immediate problem. And then playing a Jerry Lee Lewis song? Why would he be like, oh man, my dad played this once when I was three years old, so I learned how to sing, I learned how to play it, and everyone at the bar loves singing Great Balls of Fire with me. <laughs> they While know all sad the music plays over the top, and it shows a flashback of Goose dying. Like, I fucking got it, movie. Dude, that, that's the worst part about it to me, is like, if I had heard that music, like, in the background, like, obscured by the audio as he's walking away on the beach, that would have been too much. But for him to, like, go up to the window, like, I recognize that song. He's staring inside like a lost puppy dog. <laughs> locked <laughs> outside on Christmas. Like an orphan on Christmas. And meanwhile, I it's have to go back into this bar that I owe. <laughs> I have to get back into this bar right now that I owe a $700 bar tab in. Because I, uh, put my phone He's... on the bar and then didn't have any money. He's staring through the window like Tiny Tim just wanting food for Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> Jennifer Connelly makes eye contact. He's like... Oh, that's right. His friend died or something. I don't know. You yeah. don't talk about it much. Yeah. Well, I thought uh, she was the girlfriend from the first movie for like 95 minutes because oh, who cares? Well, it's, uh, no. Well, uh, anyway. I mean, does it matter? Jesus. Well, a huge spoiler for everyone who's listening to this, a, a gigantic shock to audiences worldwide. The movie is about Tom Cruise and he's teaching some kids how to fly planes. So he goes, but he's to also Tom. still the best and the coolest. Well, he's, it's not uh, like, oh man, he, I'm losing yeah. a step. because yeah. that's how you do it. It's uh, he's losing it. You know, yeah, he's not a kid anymore. It's been almost forty years since the last movie. No, he's actually still the best. He's the only one that can do it. He's Which, showing by the up. Way, the literal me, yeah. best pilots in the world is like, oh, you guys are fucking stupid. Here's how you do it. I yeah. did it. I'm your leader you, now. You give me literally once, like one scene where Glenn Powell breaks the rules, and then Tom Cruise also breaks the rules to like outdo him, and like the whole training sequence fucking works. You got to give me something. He can't just, he can't just be like larger than life in this movie. It it fucks the whole thing up. Yeah, because like, I can't even. Like, sorry. Oh, okay. The only time they even get close to that is the rooster scene where they get too low to the ground, and it's like. If that's the the worst that they're going to do here is that if that's the most they're going to do to expand these characters in some way, then it's still nothing. I, I haven't felt anything. And Tom Cruise is like he said he's, he's the biggest and the best and the baddest around. Well, where's the fun in that? I don't think that that's fun at all. I I was hoping yeah. that like there's a there was a tweet here and I hate to reference like oh some someone had a stupid tweet. Of course people have stupid tweets. They do it all the time. <laughs> but like for the person who said like I'm just glad that this movie actually referenced the fact that Tom Cruise is getting older. Are you sure? Are you sure that Tom Cruise is getting older? Because he still flies younger than all of these pilots do. He still gets to score the winning touchdown in the beach football game. Because of course he does. Yeah. Like, the, the training scenes, I was conceding at first, like, yes, it's fun for them to bring all the best pli- uh, fighter pilots in the world together and him to show them up. Like, yeah, you do that once. Like, it's cute. The people in the audience, like, my fucking Sunday late night showing completely sold out. Could not find two seats next to each other. It was so packed. Everyone's having a great time. It's like, yeah, he's showing these young kids a thing or two. But then they never, ever, no one ever gets them once. Ever. Well, see, that's, yeah, exactly. That, ever. Here's the way that you do the scene. He shows them at first. He's like, oh, wow, the old dog sure does know more new tricks than the young pups do. But, like, after he teaches them all his techniques and stuff, then they can start showing him up. Oh, the pupil has surpassed the master something, you know? And, Instead, and, he's just the <laughs> biggest, baddest of them all. That's why I'm glad, you, it's, glad you agree with Alex on that. 
it's it's not <laughs> even it's not even just that like that makes a more compelling movie. It's that that's literally what Viper does in the first movie. Literally everything, and this is a reference to the first one, and you have the blueprint right in front of you. You have the fucking thing where it's like, oh, fuck, Viper's getting up in the air today. And then, like, he just fucking toasts all of the kids. And it's one of the best scenes in the second act of that movie. And in this, they're just like, no, we don't need that. We need the Great Balls of Fire scene. I don't know. If we almost never do this during the podcast, but uh, maybe we should talk about what the story is. There's a big hole in the ground. And uh, <laughs> where? Hey, Chris, what country is it in? It's, it's in Iran. And Are you uh, sure? They did. I don't remember hearing that. Did I? I didn't go to the bathroom. But did I miss that scene? Well, all right. They, they are very okay. coy about it in the movie. Uh, do, say as much as you want to say about the plot, because then I'm going to go on a three-minute fucking rant about this. Okay. So oh, I, I'm letting is, you get this out of the way now. Yeah, I will keep a, my mouth shut while you talk about it. There is a hole in the ground, and there is something inside of that hole that they do not want to be in the hole. Was it uranium, something like that? And uh, in order to get to the hole... This sounds like Stan Mars trying to find the clitoris. They have to fly really low to the ground. <laughs> they have to fly really low to the ground uh, really fast because if they fly too high, then the service to air missiles will get them. And if they fly. Samuel Turrets. Part. Yeah. Samuel. <laughs> this is that just for you, buddy. Yeah. yeah, it does. And if they fly too low, then uh, the bad guys will see them. So they... And as soon as they fire on the thing, they have to pull up really fast, really, really high, a very steep climb, which will impact them with a lot of uh, high G's and stuff and uh, they could like totally die dude so just send drones send drones you don't need to send people so of the so of the 12 uh, people who are sent to I guess it's Top Gun Plus or maybe it's Top Gun Summer School uh, only six get selected only the six who have lines so uh, (laughs) he has to train them to fly in uh, the middle of nowhere really low really fast pull up at the very last second hit that target and uh, do some push-ups while I uh, dribble around you, Alex. Or he's a drone, I guess. Yeah. Or well, okay. no, no, no. Ed Harris is a very naughty old man. So, okay. So here's the thing: in the first movie, like pretty famously at this point, they don't refer to who the enemy is, mm-hmm. and that works for a couple reasons. Number one, because you could just say they're fighting against MIGs, and that covers like every other fucking country on the planet because Mm. who do you think was selling them jets yeah number two you don't know that there's gonna be a conflict in the third act until you get to the third act because they're all training for some hypothetical thing that's gonna break out maybe in the future sometimes there's rising tensions or whatever Mm -hmm. so in this movie we know immediately that there's a mission and this whole fucking concept, this whole fucking thing about not naming it because we didn't name it in the first one and because I guess we don't want to insult China and we don't want to say Iran or Syria or North Korea or fucking Parmesan or literally just whatever, it doesn't matter. Like, they dance around it so hard. And you can't help but think about it. It's like, hey, wait a minute. Like, this is like this crazy fighter pilot mission and we know nothing except like this fucking ps1 map of what the cavern looks like and then on top of that you're gonna fucking tell me that fakistan wherever the fuck now has the most prominent fighter jets on the planet and we're just gonna call them fifth generation fighters so now you're telling this audience of old boomers 
that the great old US of A has been surpassed in the aircraft game. And not only have we been surpassed in the aircraft game, and all of our pilots are just out there in these old planes that can barely do anything, but this highly technologically advanced fake country is also flying the F-14. Well, first of all, Tom Clancy would never. Second of all... Tom uh... Clancy is rolling in his grave at this stupid <laughs> fucking plot, dude. Yeah, I, at 10 Gs. I try, I try not to be a nerd about this shit when I watch this kind of movie. Because it's for fun. We're all having a good time. But when you're not having a good time, this shit is just like... Like, it's just in the back of your head and you can't fucking get it out. It's like... I mean, we're going to get to the F-14 scene later. Yeah. But, well, like, I, I if guess... I was out on this movie before that, I was out on this movie when that happened. Yeah, oh, agreed. <laughs> agreed when the F-14 scene showed up. I will say that the F-14 is what, it's, that's the giveaway that it's Iran, because Iran is the only country on Earth besides the U.S. that still has F-14s. I looked that on the IMDb trivia, so I hope that's true. Otherwise, I'd look like a horse's ass. Anyway, uh, yeah, we don't want to piss them off. They have nukes. So, uh, yeah, we have to go I mean, over there, destroy their, I don't know, plutonium, unobtainium, who gives a fuck? And hey, uh, hey, hey, Chris, one, one note on that quick before we yeah. get to that. Uh-oh. Hey, hey, Chris, why do they fly the F-14 in the first movie? Because it's good? Because it's cool? I don't remember. Because it's a carrier-based aircraft! Moving on. <laughs> oh, yeah. I love your passion. <laughs> I forgot about that. Because, <laughs> like, my thoughts on the movie, halfway through the movie, I was bored out of my mind. By the end, I was like, that was all right. I am loving your vitriol for well, it. The, the I other, spent the entire movie, like your Marvel comparison, you're like, I don't give a shit about getting to the third act, like final CGI battle. And I agree on those, but on this, I'm like, can we please get to the mission where they're going to be intercepted? I'm begging for a fucking dogfight. I cannot take these cockpit cameras anymore. Please, someone do something. I, and then I got it, and it looked cool, because of course it looked cool. I feel, like, yeah, we, I feel like we have to take yeah, off sure. from the F-14 bit for until the end, because there's going to be yeah, more yeah, yeah, to yeah, say. Yeah. There's going to be more. <laughs> I just it, it had to all come out together right, with the yeah. fake country and, yeah, and the fucking... Fifth generation fifth fighters. Fifth generation. Which Fuck they yourself. keep referring to them as generation call, fighters. <laughs> just call it the MiG-35. No one cares if it's a made-up plane. Literally not a single person. Just be like, oh, you know, they're working on some new tech over there or something. To fucking insult me with the phrase fifth generation fighters. Like, I... Why? Why? You just... just you could say literally anything else in that spot. You could say, oh, wow, they're flying our tech. They got the same stuff that we do. It's all about the pilot. You could do literally anything there. Just don't make up fucking jargon and be like, ah, no one's going to care. They're going to be so interested in these classroom scenes in this Tom Cruise movie. Oh, yeah. Well, they don't even use the classroom scenes to, like, I don't know, characterize these people. I There was, like, one brief shoving match between Hangman and Rooster that is worthless. It, there's nothing. They they actually have the fucking gall to have him, like, get really close to that picture. Well, as I live and breathe, he's the father of a rooster. It's like, yeah, we need the great balls of fire scene. You showed us. Heavens to Murgatroyd. Is this yeah. guy look familiar? Like, yeah, he wears Hawaiian shirts and has the same mustache. I figured it out. His Thanks, name Lizzie. is Rooster. He, he might as well just show up wearing fucking Han Solo's vest. Yeah, yeah. I know who this is, movie. From the Thank space you. store. <laughs> yeah, it's... I, I don't know why they keep it, it felt that I think that was the scene that reminded me the most of Tom Cruise's The Mummy. 
you know? Like, and this movie, yeah. we have to mention, has been done for literally years. Yeah. In which Alex, of course, pointed out, like, they literally had to hold this or we would have a million more COVID deaths. Like, that was Correct. the right call. Yeah. But, like, to put in perspective, I remember I was in the theater with my close friend, and it was, like, the first time they showed the trailer was one of those, like, there's not a date at the end. It's just, like, coming soon, and it shows it. And I remember us being like, wow, that looks cool. I wonder when it's coming out. And he's been dead for a fucking year. <laughs> That's how long this movie Jeez. has just been sitting here. And then you watch it and you're like, okay, so we go from this big fight in a classroom to meeting what's left of Val Kilmer to the fucking beach football scene. And then they're like all close friends oh. again. And then he's like, why would you put my fucking papers? You're like, oh, who cut this together? I... This has been, you've had three years to like piece this together better. Yeah. I don't understand. Well, before Why the beach football so scene, we have to revisit our close friend from the first movie, Val Kilmer, playing Jesus. Iceman. Why? Why? I, I mean, I know why, but why? I, that was a plot so line. That was a plot line that was completely resolved in the first movie. Yeah. Like, yeah. completely. Like, it's cool that they're buddies. And, Chris, I know that you are somewhat complimentary of the way they handled this, and I agree with probably everything you're about to say about this but also why why'd we do this why what we don't need this oh i can tell you i can tell you why they did it i mean it's i know gonna, yeah why. yeah it's not gonna be an answer you would like but uh they did yeah. this for the nostalgia bay they're just like i remember yeah. val kilmer and the other reason that they did it is uh be nice to the guy with cancer i guess um kind of yeah i mean yeah uh, no, i think it's that payday yeah. good for yeah. them yeah yeah, yeah. I, I i do think that's a, a nice thing to do is it a great thing in service of the story no but I really do, I have to admit, I think Val Kilmer gives a really good performance for the 15 seconds he's in this movie. I, the way that he just points at his screen without even opening his mouth, I I think it works. I actually, I thought it was very funny. Uh, I have to admit, the only chuckle I got out of this movie is when he said, now who's a better pilot, you or me? And Tom Cruise is like, this is a nice moment, don't worry. <laughs> I, yeah. thought, I thought that was good. I was like, hey, this is really great. Then he fucking dies. Oh my god, so, dude. dude I, so I, we not, gotta talk about this death. This is gonna be the next 15 so, minutes. Alex, go first. Yeah, so it, it's not just that he dies. It's that we've been watching this movie that's, you know, if for all of its flaws, this movie looks great. I oh, think yeah. everybody oh, would yeah. agree with yeah, that. Like, yeah. everything in this movie looks fantastic. Mm -hmm. And then we smash cut to Val Kilmer's funeral, and we see the fucking picture of him they put up over the casket, and it stands out like the fucking Ace Combat dog, dude. That is the most airbrushed picture of a human being I have ever seen yeah, in my it's life. It's real it, press have to pay respects. It's not like, good. Do what you did in every other scene in this movie and just give us a headshot of him from the 80s. Yeah, hey, you remember what awesome. he did in the 80s? Remember he was a hotshot fighter pilot? Yeah. Instead, he looks like fucking 80-year-old Ivan Drago. It looks like the lady who tried to refurbish that picture of Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> you know, my problem with this scene is it, it reminds me of the first movie in a bad way. In the first movie, spoilers if you haven't seen it, they killed off Goose. And, like I said, Goose is my favorite character. And when he died, it felt like a major part of that movie was missing. And I, I don't I don't know if it made the movie weaker when he died off, but it was just like, wow, that is, that's some serious shit. They just killed off my favorite character. Man, I hope no one else dies in this. Additionally, it was as a result, or I don't know if it was as a result, but it was like, it happened while Tom Cruise was there. And, 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 and Cruise feels really bad about it, you know? And he, he hopes that it doesn't happen and it affects him. When, uh... When Iceman dies in this movie, people are like, yeah, well, 
you had cancer. Kind of saw that one coming. Additionally, before this happens, he says what should have been the most important lines in the movie, instead were perhaps the most hypocritical, it's time to let go. I, I it is so I haven't been this pissed off at a line yeah. since uh since since Suicide Squad when Harley Quinn says we're bad guys that's what we do or or own <laughs> that shit. Uh, it really bothers me to have this movie say it's time to let go for this 36-year-old sequel that's nothing but nostalgia bait. It's selling also, it's selling your your culture back to you. Also it's time to let go like uh, they're going to die if I don't train them. I what what do you mean let go? Oh, just type another sentence. Fuck you. He like he's like I can't like these. He's going to die if he goes up there. And he just points at the screen again. It's like no motherfucker. He's going to die. He's clearly <laughs> not cut out for this. But that's the thing. It's like I think he's trying to say that Tom Cruise's mother henning rooster, I, I, their relationship has not proceeded to that point, not as far as I can tell. And it's only it comes around later, like he said in that scene where he says, "Why'd you pull my papers? Oh, you weren't ready for the big time because you were thinking too much." Yeah, I hate it when people think. I, I come on, it, like we don't, we don't even know that relationship. He was they weren't seeing each other off the screen. Look, I don't know who and what they are at this point. When he gets a text from Ice, I'm like, no, incorrect. Oh, also, that's uh, not real. That's, yeah. Incorrect. Yeah, I understand. Yeah, that, uh... Like he's not good shape, but you just got to cut this whole subplot. Then right, we don't yeah. need any of this. Mm-hmm. Thank you for giving the man a nice fat check. I hope he got a percentage of that box office. Very happy for him, but... Oh, this, wait, 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 guys. Might as yes. well just fucking throw Carrie Fisher in here again. Jesus right. Christ. Anyway, anyway, he has to go parasailing with Jennifer Connelly. Never. <laughs> <sighs> Sorry, I was just remembering all of I... Ghost Carrie Fisher's lines. My apologies. <laughs> I had completely blocked the the parasailing scene out of my brain. Yeah. I guess it was two hours for some reason. Yeah, <coughs> yeah weird. Maybe, wonder okay. how we got there. So there's nothing for me to really say about Jennifer. Con- Again, I don't think she's a bad actress. Not even in this movie. She doesn't turn in a bad performance. It's just the character doesn't belong in this movie, you know? Uh, if, if, like, her daughter actually tells Tom Cruise, don't break her heart again, give us a fuck. Oh, we're gonna go to Iran. We're gonna go to Parmistan and blow up some uranium. Come on. That's the focus here. Focus, again, it should be on the kids. Uh, but Yeah, she's like, don't break her heart. I'm just like, who Ooh, are you? Yeah, exactly. Who do your fucking homework? <laughs> yeah. I'm here to watch fighter pilots. I don't care yeah, about exactly. the Tom Cruise story starring Maverick and also his friends sometimes. You know, Three of them get speaking roles. So I want to talk about the beach football scene real quick. So that's another one where it's like a really naked appeal to the first movie. And I get it. I understand it. But in the first movie, they had that, that volleyball scene. And I think the only message here is, uh, isn't this fun? Look at this. They're getting like, yeah. oh, look at these macho guys. They're trying to out-macho Do each other. Do sports, I exactly. guess. Yeah, something like that. Uh, in this movie, I don't feel like, yeah, I get it. Like, Because there are so many behind-the-scenes things. So many people are saying, like, yeah, we were really oiling up and getting in the gym for our big shirtless scene. We really wanted to show off. And I was like, that's the best he could do? Really? I don't know. I the first one, maybe. He kept his tank top on. <laughs> I, the first one they, they did same. a better job in, in this one oh, you think wait Bob did it Bob uh, Bob who's the new rules cuck I guess maybe he's the new ice man <laughs> I cannot believe they didn't reveal what Bob stood for and it wasn't some stupid fucking joke yeah I, it was his call not. sign dude yeah. it's not his name it's his call sign that oh, is my the apologies I, I yeah. assumed in my heart like this is gonna stand for something and they're gonna reveal nope. it yeah. and this whole theater is gonna explode Really? You didn't laugh when he said Bob stands for baby on board? 
in my head, I was like, oh my god, it stands for big old balls, doesn't it? He's going to do some stupid <laughs> fucking maneuver. I could I feel the, it. I would have bet my life savings bet the all the it stands for B-O-R-E-D. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> better movie. <laughs> <clears throat> so, uh, yeah, for the, for the beach football scene in this one, I understand what the point is. The point is like, oh, I'm getting them to work together as a team. Do they? Uh, yeah, and, and I'm kind of glad that they, like, tried to give this scene some purpose. Yeah. Although, uh, I guess now is probably a good time to have the John Hamm conversation. conversation. Mm -hmm. What do we think of John Hamm in this movie? Uh, same thing I think about Val Kilmer. Good for you for getting paid, man. They'd never know what to do with you. Hope you also got a percentage of that box office. So, I guess my thing is that, in the first movie, we had that guy who wanted butts. And in this movie, John Hamm does not (laughs) want butts. So I feel like we've, we're missing some butts here. Someone needs to desire some butts. I I don't think John, I, obviously John Hamm's a good actor, right? Like who thinks John Hamm's bad? He's he's good, and I know it's good to have at least one mod in this movie. But uh, all right, I guess I don't know. He felt kind of ineffectual towards uh, the end, which we'll get to. I, I was waiting I was waiting for somebody to fucking buzz the aircraft carrier and make John Hamm spill his coffee I, this yeah. whole fucking time yes. that's a callback I would have appreciated yes yes that would have been great or I don't know what they would have done with it now. <laughs> maybe they're going to change the coffee to a four loco oh, I can't I mean, also I just kept thinking like why isn't this also Ed Harris why did, why did also, you yeah, that's, show that's up? actually a good point yeah <laughs> yeah that's it is a weird one although I do have to say I don't know how this is the first time I've ever seen John Hamm in fatigues. That Thank feels you. Feels like a gimme. That thing. feels like a gimme. Like no, how oh the, my he no he he looks the part in this movie. I, he does nothing to do. It's yeah. like an absolute nothing fucking part. But he looks like a million bucks in this movie. John Hamm is oh, gonna yeah. be banging well, on Spielberg's door like, please make an HBO war miniseries. I'm ready. Give me my fucking Oscars. Let's go. Did he wear fatigues in that fucking? No, I, I feel like I've seen him fatigues before. Maybe this is like a... I, I, I have seen a lot of John Hamm content, and I can't think of something. Yeah, but it's entirely possible he's been in something where anyway, he, uh, got, he got to do that. After Val Kilmer dies, then uh, <laughs> Tom Cruise gets fired from... I should call him Maverick. Maverick gets fired from Top Gun for uh, John Hamm purposes. So he decides to steal a jet and go really, really fast and almost destroy the fucking thing. And uh, say, see guys, it can be done. You don't have to use those fancy pants drones. You could just do it the way that I did. And uh, John Hamm says, well, uh, you did steal a jet. I could have you dishonorably discharged. Uh, or we have a little bit of fun with the kids. So uh, he decides to do that. And I think this is the last note that I wrote down on my little sheet of paper here, which was, this is getting stupid. And uh, lo and behold, it does. This is where Tom Cruise says, well, now that Val Kilmer's dead, I get to fly, just like I always wanted to. This is one of the biggest problems with the movie. I think maybe this is a good time to discuss Tom Cruise in Top Gun Maverick. And not just Tom Cruise in Top Gun Maverick, but Tom Cruise around Top Gun Maverick, because he's listed as a producer. And the role of you a producer, <laughs> yeah. And the role of a producer in Hollywood movies is something that it's different from movie to movie. Some producers they don't even do anything; they put their name on the picture, they get a million bucks. Tom Cruise in this movie had a lot of influence, and that's not just me speculating. That's reported. That's documented. Now, some of the things that he insisted on 
I think worked to the movie's benefit. He wanted a minimum use of CGI. He actually wanted people in planes, and that was how they were going to get their shots. That's also shout out shout out to Tom Cruise for firing twenty one pilots. No, the- <laughs> big move. I thought he only fired six of them because he has the other six in the movie. Anyway, so well, you know uh, that was in a, a deleted scene. You'll see it. In the, okay, yeah, trailer. the other ones. They, they probably fired. rap in their stupid little skeleton costumes. Yeah. Like no fucking one. Who the fuck thought that this movie needed a twenty-one pilots song? I honestly, <laughs> they just yeah. look at the fucking name and be like, "Yeah, that'll work." Like, yeah, fucking idiots. Hundred. So, Thank you, Tom Cruise, for that. Right. Yeah. So. uh... I think the biggest problem with this is Tom Cruise decided that it's not Top Gun Maverick, it's Tom Cruise Maverick. And the movie should be all him all the time. Now, we here at Real Deal No Sex Appeal love Tom Cruise and we love Tom Cruise movies. He is a great actor. He does usually make good decisions. Unfortunately, I get this feeling that after the Mission Impossible movies came out, people were like, wait, these are still good and he still looks good. I, I almost feel like his celebrity is coming back a bit. And it's not just because of this movie. And I'm not saying that all the attention went to his head because, boy, that happened a while ago. But it felt like as soon as he got control of this, he decided that not only is my character going to fly with the kids, but my character is going to be the lone hero among the kids. He's going to be the best of the best. And he has all the superpowers that your toy has, but double. And he can fly. Man. So, Parker, you've seen Jack Reacher too, right? Oh, no. No, 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 no. You told me never to go back. That is a produced and I think directed by Tom Cruise. And I was thinking about that a lot when I was watching this. Because much like that movie, this looks just like Tom Cruise, but it doesn't act like Tom Cruise. It is like a fucking Tom Cruise skin crawler. It just, like, all of the aesthetic picture is there and none of the charm is there. Oh, yeah. And I do not understand how you can be this good at acting and not understand when you're in, like, a management role what things you are good at in the movie. Like, that's, like, such a slick character. And there's nothing Tom Cruise is better at than being slick. And there is zero slickness in this part. There is nothing. I think the argument that Tom Cruise would make, I don't know why I'm speaking for him, but I guess I will, uh, is that Excuse me, character... excuse me, can you pass the microphone down here, please? Whoa, 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 Beep whoa, that, whoa. censor that, censor that. <laughs> don't do that. So... Mods. <laughs> so, uh... The thing that Tom Cruise probably would have said would be that the slick character you're referring to was a kid and now he's an adult and that's why he's more mature and less cool and less fun to watch. Okay, uh, then can we see him act like that one time throughout the whole movie? Unfortunately. Ah, uh, yeah, the, the the mature, wise old man who's going to 10.4 his experimental fighter jet That's playing yeah. beach football with the boys. Right. Well, I said mature, I didn't necessarily say wise or under control. Uh, instead, he's just uh, really kind of selfish, I think. Uh, I don't know that he actually cares about the mission. Obviously, none of them do. They're just like Uncle Sam said order, so we had to go. Uh, you know, I guess I kind of, maybe it's this thing about the first movie that's, that's, stuck, that's stuck in my head. I wrote down, this is getting really stupid, and uh, it's only going to get stupider. And I had in my head that, like, when people call the first Top Gun a cheesy movie, I'm always like, yeah, I guess, but it, it's also a good movie, you know? It, it's a movie that's it has got good storytelling, and, like, I care about the characters, and I care about the way the story progresses. Is it cheesy? Hey, yeah, you can make that argument. I'm not going to argue against it, but, like, it works that way. 
But so many people have called Top Gun a cheesy 80s movie that the ending, the final act of this movie was so stupid that it was approaching cheesiness. And I was like, is this the point? Am I missing the point? Is this supposed to be cheesy? Because if it is, the first two acts don't support that. It doesn't work in this capacity. I don't think that I'm like some sort of fuddy-duddy who's just like, oh, no fun allowed in your movie. On the contrary, I want more fun. And the final act wasn't fun. It was just really, really stupid. Like, I'm not Uh, a military technician. I don't know anything about the history or technology or anything. But, like, I know there are certain protocols. There are certain things you do not do. One of them, for example, is you're generally supposed to follow orders. And I understand he's called Maverick for a reason. He does his own thing. But, I mean, my goodness, some of this stuff. Parker, you're going to say something. I mean, I'm almost on the complete opposite side of the spectrum. I wish the entire movie was him and Goose go on a mission, get shot down behind enemy lines, and have to get home. That's such a better movie. I'm, I'm for that if it's fun. I'm for that if you're like you lean into it, if you lean into the cheesiness or something, or you do something with. I think that could be pretty cool. As also, oh man, this one I was just praying like, like when he fucking sneaks in and shows them how to do the run. I was like, well, whatever gets us to this fucking dogfight, that's going to happen. Like, fine, whatever. Yeah. Put him in the X-wing. I don't give a shit. Let's get there. Yeah, he's in charge. Good. I'm looking at my watch. We got like 40 minutes left. It's about to happen. Let's go. Get us there. Let's go now. I. Yeah could not take any more scenes of them in that classroom i physically Uh, could not take it yeah it was just boring when they're in the planes i do like that i do think it's shot well i thought it's it's interesting and it's also you know the music's pumping in the background they got the Hans zimmer score and everything uh i think it's exciting i think it's fun i think they do a good job of simulating oh you know you start to black out once you reach the g's and the velocity and the altitude blah 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 buzzwords but uh when it gets over there they they're going into parmistan or whatever uh, he gets uh, who, who gets shot down? Uh, Rooster, I guess, gets uh, gets shot down. He has to bail out, something like that. No, not Rooster. Uh, Maverick does because uh, Maverick has to save Rooster because yeah, because because he has to take the missile for Rooster because of yeah. course he does because it's that fucking movie now. Yeah, uh, and I'm like, oh, how about wow. you two just like talk to each other? Yeah, uh, I also and save us it, a lot of time. <laughs> Yeah. Also, so he goes down behind enemy lines. He has to hide from the uh, from the helicopter shooting a gun at him. I'm like, oh, this is where Hangman will come in because you know Hangman has to come in because you don't have the only character with a personality in this movie just sit on the silence. He has to do something. You're not gonna have like the the ending on the carrier where everyone's shaking hands and celebrating and everything, and he just like kicks a can down the road and goes back to the bunk to work on being a team player some more. Uh, He's going to be in there somewhere, especially when he says to him, hey, guys, I'm ready. I, I'm, just launch me whenever you're ready. I can go get him. Uh, no, we have, to, we have to have Rooster go back to get him and also get shot down and escape. So he has uh, to help him out. One quick aside during this scene, because this is like a nothing detail, but it mm-hmm. just bothered me for some reason. When they're sitting in the fucking control room on the carrier, and I can see how many Gs the pilots are experienced in like a nice little convenient graphic in the bottom corner of their screen. Go fuck yourself. Go fuck yourself with that shit. 10.1. 10.2! Just the exact same fucking energy as the cell phones on Dexter. Where it's like, Deb calling. Answer? Yes. No. Like, come on, man. What are we fucking doing here? They only shoot down the bad guys. <laughs> so anyway, they're, they're like looking at like the destroyed base that they ruined. And my first thought is, oh, I probably shouldn't go there. And then they go there. And I'm just like... 
all right, well, whatever. And then I, and uh, Miles Teller is telling him, like, you're not going to, tell me you're not going to. I'm like, oh, is he going to take one of their planes and fly it back? I don't know how he's going to pull that off. I don't know if they're trained on fifth generation planes. <laughs> but it turns and out then they're Ray, not And then they're running, and then Ray finds the Millennium Falcon, and then they take that, <laughs> and everyone claps, because you know what that is. Yeah, well, uh, they, don't, they don't take one of the fifth generation planes. Uh, they don't know how to fly those. They take the world's only remaining F-14. <laughs> it is... This is the F-14 scene, and I, I almost feel like... I know we're not the only ones picking on this, because I feel like other people probably picked up... Actually, okay, so my, my takeaway here is, and I'm just guessing, I'm just speculating, I think most audiences are like, F-14, huh, letter, number, whatever, those military planes, I, we know that it's outdated because they say it's outdated. I have a feeling a lot of people who even watched Top Gun didn't pick up that like an F-14 was in the first movie. Like maybe yeah, not, not, I, you're no under idea. you're I, underestimating I, the dad community here. That's yeah, basically the fucking DeLorean for dads. So dude. that's the thing is like addressing the dad community and uh, whoever's in the service. Those people are probably just like, oh yeah, that that's a movie. That's a plane for the first movie. It is outdated. Boy, that's going to be tough to fly. Whereas we're watching, we're going to be like, that's the dumbest fucking thing I've ever seen in my life. What the F-14 is going to escape? Fifth generate. It's it feels like Didn't saying you guys just launched like like five hundred cruise missiles at this runway. Like, wasn't that your only fucking job? It, it feels like saying <laughs> Cade Yeager every single time I say fifth generation fighter. Yeah. <laughs> it just it's so fucking dimwit. Anyway, they get the F fourteen, and I'm going to myself. Oh no, are you fucking? Serious? I'm like trying to look at Josh, trying to gauge it because I don't want to ruin the movie for him. Like, if he's having a good time, great. Like, I'm jealous. I'm, I'm trying to get away. Like, what did you like? So maybe I could think about that and see if it was good. But, like, for the F-14, they get in there, and, like, literally, Miles Teller calls it a museum piece. And I have to admit, I thought that's exactly what it was supposed to be. I thought they were just like, yeah, we're going to ship this over to our, like, naval museum. This is an original F-14. You guys ever see Top Gun? Yeah, that was this one. We're fighting those guys now. We're bad guys. Keep up with that right now. Yeah. Uh, one quick question for you, Chris, while I'm still thinking about it. Mm-hmm. Did Josh know that that was Goose's son? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> you thought you were off the hook, didn't you, buddy? Yeah, oh. yeah I'm always watching. Oh, I, sh- <laughs> I should have said that to him during the movie. <laughs> Text him right now. <laughs> we'll wait. Uh, he's gonna be, he will literally wake up from a dead sleep to be angry. <laughs> I'm so happy you referenced that, because I'm sitting there watching this movie with everyone having a great time, like, is this what normal people think when I tell them, like, no, the Fast and Furious movies are great. They're like, what, what is this saccharine nonsense with these terrible scenes of these people together and then some cool action? Like, is that what they see? Because I understand it now, because, uh, spoilers, um, I was sitting next to a middle-aged couple because, again, could not find seats anywhere. As soon as those credits rolled, not the husband, the wife started clapping. Well, like, it's not even just dads, like... Everyone in there was in their 40s, and they were all hooting and hollering and clapping. So, like, yeah, is, is that what they see when I tell people, like, no, Fast Nine's actually good? And they're like, go fuck yourself. Please stop standing in front of my car. You know, you know, this actually did give me some strong Fast and Furious uh, vibes here. Because it felt like Dom getting into, like, his old fucking Charger against these new Corvettes and everything. It's not about the person in the, in the jet. It's, it's not about the jet. It's about the God. pilot, you know? Like, it, it felt like they were doing something like that. And it's, like, not just that reference, but the fact that it's like, yeah, I can fly an F-14 with all this outdated technology against 
fifth generation fighters. It, it was getting so fucking ridiculous. And you owe me a 10G plane. Yeah. <laughs> it was, I, it, I don't know. It just felt like a really, really stupid to me. Like, I... I'm sorry, that stretched my uh, my ability to believe any of this, because all the stuff that happens in the first Top Gun movie, I can more or less believe. Uh, and some of the stuff that happens in the second Top Gun movie, I can more or less believe. Uh, I wouldn't go to that bar. Though. I think that's, like, one of my bigger problems, is that bar. Really? It's going to be that crowded? I get it. It's like, oh, that's the that's the Top Gun bar. All the kids <laughs> in the school go to that bar. I would buy Yingling and Trink at home. Uh, yeah, you look in the back. You just see me with my arms and go over my, my head, going, "Excuse me, my, excuse, my, hello." My call sign is Namdi Asamoa. So, uh, <laughs> uh, hey, if someone bumped the jukebox. <laughs> oh, I'll play some Stor- storming quick. Out. Storming out because he starts playing the piano over your fucking Dragula play. <laughs> I can't get those credits back. <laughs> fucking dick. <laughs> See, that's the thing is, they, if they had had a, like a Tekken 3 cabin in that bar, maybe it would have gone. If I'm at a bar, like that is the equivalent of just going to any bar in Texas and being like, oh, fuck, are they saying an acoustic guitar? And then five minutes later, you just hear, it's like, he's playing the fucking Great Balls of Fire again. Bro, I just got off a 16 hour flight from my last base. Is he fucking serious? I'm going to talk to him. I don't care who his dad was. Fuck him. Dude, did you get the Elvis trailer in front of this? Because, yes. Can, don't you think Baz Luhrmann should have instead directed a movie about Jerry Lee Lewis marrying his 12-year-old cousin? Who's <laughs> <laughs> among us? <laughs> I got a lot of weird fucking trailers. Yeah. Man, I hope y'all I, also got that uh, cartoon movie that looks like a living nightmare. Which one? Um, fucking animals learning kung fu and shit. It's it Kung horrendous. fu panda? Oh, no, you wish. Yeah. Oh. You'll see. Oh man, You'll I, see. I I I uh I literally only got oh fuck no that's right that's right I did I got two trailers I knew I got that one but they literally did the black screen announcing the world premiere of the Mission Impossible trailer and then showed that trailer first that owns yeah that's, it was yeah. so good yeah, I totally good forgot about that till right now it was sick that's a good bit <laughs> now I'm wondering was there like a specific reason that they had. Tom Cruise looking like Tignataro before this movie, being like, "Hey guys, so uh, we made a movie and we hope that you like it." It's like, yeah, yeah, it's called know. self-indulgence. I, I guess that's the only reason here because again, it's like, and he has to be that final hero at the end. He has to save him. He has to twice, by the way, he has to save him twice, and uh, then he gets the the handshake scene at the end of the movie. Which, by the way, I thought that they were going to do it with that black guy, and that was going to be the picture they took. It's that guy who's <laughs> barely in the movie. Just have the bad black guy get the, the shaking hands thing. And uh, that's a, oh, sorry, that's a good point yeah. about the self indulgence because like he does a little thing, and it's not self indulgence because he's like, "Hey, hope you like my movie." In my opinion, but he's there with his like you know kind of messed up hair. It's no pretty man. gray. It's pretty gray. Like he looks. Yeah, he doesn't look old, but he looks older. And then the movie starts, and he's just got shoe polish all up in that right, shit. Yeah. Like, oh, I see. <laughs> I see fucking, already what this is going to be. Yeah. He fucking lands his helicopter on an aircraft carrier on the, hey, guys, I hope you like my movie. It's like, are you fucking serious, man? What are we doing? Yeah. What? Uh, what is this? We don't it's, need this from you. We're here for like, you anyway. See, seeing real Tom Cruise just like, you know, looking like a middle-aged man with some salt and pepper hair and then cut to him unveiling his old cool motorcycle with his jet black greased up hair. You're like, oh, yeah. 
This isn't going to be the grizzled old man who lost a step and he's trying to teach the next generation. No, it's going to be the coolest guy in the world letting this kid know, like, no, actually, it's sorry that your dad died. It was a big misunderstanding. Let's go be cool fighter pilots. Yeah. You know, it feels weird for me to say this, but, uh, felt like someone in this movie needed to be killed. (laughs) Absolutely. Uh, Someone needed to die. Or, and the thing is, like, exactly. That's what I thought. I thought that that was what they were going to do is that Maverick got shot down and now he is dead. and, And you're like, oh, we learned so much from this old man. No, no one dies. There, are, no one learns anything except <laughs> you cut uh, out all the Jennifer Connelly scenes, and he yeah. dies. Better yeah. movie. Yeah, Rooster uh, learned that he needs to fly faster. Hey, you know okay. what makes the Mission Impossible movies great is that they're a team, and everyone in the crew does something, and they all have personalities. Mm-hmm. Instead, uh, what if instead Ethan Hunt was just the best detective in the world, and uh, everyone on his crew is a bunch of fucking losers who couldn't fucking do anything. They all just need to pay attention to him. Yeah. He's going to show them how it's done. They need the to believe over. him. And then he, and then he wins because they yeah. all fucking lift their hands for his big old spirit bomb and then they win. Like, right, that's yourself. that's the thing. If anyone learns anything of this, it's uh, maybe you should trust dads, you know? <laughs> the old guys, the old salts in the audience, they know a thing or two about a thing or two. So we got to listen like, I- to them. I'm totally fine with one or two self-indulgent scenes of like, yeah, you show those young kids like what those old heads are really all about. Show them how, show yeah. them what you know, Tom. But like, yeah. that's the entire movie is him always having yep. the upper hand. It's not interesting. Yeah, at all. You know, but then like the the third act looks really cool because it's all real jets. So I'm like, ah, eh, thumbs in the middle. It's fine. That's the thing is like I I do like that. I guess maybe we should talk about what people liked about this because there are some good scenes and I I do like those uh, those scenes in the jets. I think once it's in that final scene, I I think I would have liked that final scene if it was in a different movie that was like maybe more intentionally cheesy or something like that. Uh, but in this one, it didn't really work. Like, like I said, very impressive. Visually impressive. Like, I, I gotta give it up because a lot of work went into that. A lot of people worked really hard on this. And like I said, if I could see the work, then uh, I'm gonna give more credit to it. But I also see the self-indulgence. And really, that seems to be uh, the phrase that's going around for this one. And I... Yeah. It's weird to me because I, I feel almost isolated here. Obviously not with you guys, but like... Everyone likes this movie. And not just everyone likes it. Everyone like, seems to love this movie. Everyone really likes this movie. Yeah. Like, like I've been like, you know, there's some people you can actually talk about movies with. And there's some people that just, like, tell you something is, like, a really great movie. And you just, like, kind of don't really say that much about it other than that you saw it. Like, right. I, I wander. I, I, like, waded into one of those conversations about this movie. And somebody was like, I, like, I want to see it, but I've never seen the first one. And I, oh. I was like, look you don't really need to watch the first one to watch this because they show you everything you need to know, but mm-hmm. also the first one's a way better movie, so you should watch it. Yeah. And immediately somebody's like, nope, second one's way better. I'm like, what? I, I, that's Are not, you fucking yeah. kidding me? I, I've seen other people I, say that too. Now, to be fair, these people were dads. And I'm like, all right, whatever, dad porn. Like, like Parker really put it best. It's catnip for dads. It's but, absolutely boomer catnip. But uh, I, I honestly, I have to sign on with what Josh said. Is Josh looked at me after the movie and kind of then he was just like that could have been better and i'm like yeah Boy, it's like oh yeah. that's it yeah. yeah and uh he actually said to me and when we were outside the theater that was top gun without the fun it was uh because we we saw top gun together at the alamo and it was it was like a big moment for us like seeing that movie on a big screen is such a great experience that's and it's so such good. a good movie it's so much fun like i, I like those characters and 
I really like the romance between Kelly McGillis and Tom Cruise. I, it's not just the fact that she's fun to look at, but like I feel like she's got a, a character that I'm interested in. Whereas Jennifer Connelly's character, there's nothing there. I don't. Why is she in this movie besides Top Gun? Besides Tom Cruise wanting to kiss Jennifer Connelly, which uh, hey, get in line, bud. It's also and like important component of the the romance in the first one is like Tom Cruise is like kind of an awkward dork in that movie, mm-hmm. and so like. And there's, like, a power dynamic where she's the instructor and he's, like, the, the hotshot pilot. Yeah. And, like, all of that stuff contributes to it, it, it working. In this, it's like, oh, coolest guy that's ever lived is back in town. Guess he's got to hit up his old flame. Everyone a, knows him. Everyone recognizes the coolest guy that's ever been here. It feels like coolest. feels like Tony Scott would have done... Obviously, Tony, Tony Scott would have done oh, a better God. job with this. But, like, it feels like... I know Tony Scott was, like, working on this sequel for a long time. And unfortunately, he died before it was completed. I feel like after the, the Piccolo Kame transfusion, as Alex so yes. put it, one of my favorite things you've ever said <laughs> is Ridley Scott absorbing his brother, like Piccolo <laughs> absorbing Kame. It's one of the funniest things you've ever said. It just feels like he's, you know, stealing uh, someone stealing like the skeleton of his work in there because I feel like there's some of Tony Scott's perspective in here and then it just gets warped to just I, I don't mind seeing Tom Cruise in action movies I just I like seeing him in good action movies and for this my complaints are there's so many complaints here the great balls of fire scene is a big one the entire stupid ending all the flashbacks the Jennifer Connelly stuff if this movie was on TV I don't think I'd uh, I don't think I'd sit through it I think I'd flip through it and you know what I didn't say that about The Last Jedi for the last Jedi, I was like, if that was oh, on TV, we made it. Well, All right, I, podcast over. Yeah. I got what I wanted. <laughs> I, I remember saying on the last Jedi episode, I was like, if that was on TV, like, eh, I might sit through this, whatever. Especially if it's background noise while I'm working. But there's so much about this movie that's frustrating to me. And it's not like I'm married to the first movie or anything. I, it's just that I don't have any specific reverence for it. Although maybe I ought to. But like the first movie. Like, I like that movie just the way that it is. And this one feels like an unworthy successor. Yeah, I uh, honestly, like, I haven't really considered whether I'm going to watch this movie or not in the future. Uh, But it kind of reminds me of how I handled uh, King of the Monsters back in the movie past days, where I went back and watched the last 40 minutes in a theater twice because it was free. Hell yeah, dude! Dude, I can't believe yeah, you I was won like, the air guitar competition. Yeah, I don't, I don't need, I don't need the plot. Just let me see the the big monsters wailing each other for a little bit, and then I'll go do something else. Like that's fine with me. Why would I ever want to watch this at home? Like, yeah, for real. I well, almost well, I assume, when I saw like how crammed the screening was, I was gonna go to. It was like it's on IP torrents. I could just fucking download a cam rip. It's like I would have had an even worse time because. Really yeah. seeing that on the big XD screen and feeling my seat shake for like 45 minutes. Really, it's a good note to end on. Really undid a lot of the damage where my immediate thought coming out was like, hey, that was pretty good. When for like the hour and a half before, I was like, I could just get up and go download it and watch the last bit of it at home. I could be drinking in my fucking house. I wouldn't have to be crammed <laughs> next to all these fucking boomers. But like the ending is... It's what you went there for, and it's on a big screen, and it's loud, and it's real jets, and it's entertaining. Yeah. But, like, if it's on TNT, I'm not fucking leaving it on. It's, it's not the same. There's no yeah. point. 
I also don't know why I bring that up because I, uh, I I don't have cable or I don't have streaming services. So the only... yeah, but we all yeah. we all know what it means. We yeah. all yeah, exactly. Well, I'm just, I, I I'm just gonna click right on it because dads are always flipping through channels. If this is on the USA Network, you know, some dad is doing, especially it's gonna be on the Fourth of July, right? This is gonna be that movie. Uh, this movie it's gonna be run. on, and I'm gonna click next on VLC Media Player, and it's gonna swap to 24/7 Family Guy. Hell yeah, dude! <laughs> You're gonna do that anyway. <laughs> I mean. Uh, my dad called me today. We were talking. And he's like, "You know, I'm thinking about going to see that new Top Gun." I legitimately don't know if my dad's been to a theater since like he took me to see Dodgeball when it was new. If he's been between now and then, it's been less than five <coughs> times. Like this movie has such a gravitational pull on everyone from that generation. That man does not go to theaters. He would probably have to go by himself because I can't imagine. Well, he just got my mom COVID, so she ain't going. Right? Yeah. <laughs> like. That man does not give a shit. That since they're old, you know, they have every premium cable channel because, of course, they do. Yeah, I legitimately like do not think he's been to a theater more than two times since like two thousand and four. But he's ready to go to the Alamo and get a big old beer and watch Top Gun. This movie just has an effect. It really is catnip for them. Well, yeah, you that's... know what? Good for them. Let them have it. I, no, I, I mean, I, let people be happy. I'm not I'm not saying that if you enjoy this movie that you're stupid or something, or if you enjoy this movie that you're a bad person or whatever. People like what they like, and it's okay to like this movie. Uh, I I couldn't do it. I, I couldn't find myself to say that I, I recommend it or that I even like it. And it it is kind of weird being in that minority. It's not that we haven't had hot takes in the past. We've, we've done that uh, multiple times. We didn't like... Uh, a lot of big Hollywood movies. We haven't liked all the Marvel movies. You know, we're we're at the forefront of this sort of take. Yeah, but like that's different because yeah. like it's not like those are like critically acclaimed. This movie is like beloved by movie critics. Yeah, and that's, that's the, the, weird the fucking thing. circle that I can't square. Yeah, like so many is of it, the most jaded critics that I follow gave it like four and a half stars. I'm like, man. I don't under, not even like I'm disappointed. It's like I don't understand. Cause... Yeah, people that I respect like this more than the first movie. And I, I, that is like the weirdest thing for me because every single time that this movie referenced the first movie, I was like, damn, that scene was so much better in 1986. I, how yeah. come this one is just so much lamer? But and I don't want to say it's too much Tom Cruise, but that's part of it. Go ahead. But I'm sure a lot of those people in my audience were people like my dad were. They probably didn't go 20 years between movies, but like, mm-hmm. probably didn't see a lot of movies, especially since COVID. This is probably. Mm-hmm. One of the first, if not their first movie, in a big packed theater in literally years. So they're still so, sure. I mean, that's how I and, fucking. That's how we saw Godzilla vs. Kong. I ain't watching that on my TV, but yeah. that was a yeah. fucking magical experience. Like, yeah. I get it. I understand. Yeah. I would I would go a step further than that because I'm sure that a lot of the people that are excited for this movie that are going to see in a theater haven't watched the original in 20 years either. Because why would they? Yeah. I mean, I think that, like, that is a case where we are very much in the minority when, like, something new comes out that we tend to revisit the things, like, that came previously if they're relevant to us. Yeah. And I think that, more than anything, is the thing that we're out of touch on. Like, all three of us have seen Top Gun once in the last two years, right? Yes. Absolutely. Well, that's the thing is I, that, I like, think, yeah. even on that note, uh, something that you mentioned before, Top Gun is one of the most memorable movies ever made. So, you know, people will still remember some of these beats. I... I guess there maybe is a that generation of people scene. Who, who never saw Top Gun, but they know Danger Zone because they watched Archer. Right, exactly. That's just a thing. Like, I wonder that's if people a movie like that watch just Archer. exists. 
Well, they did. Well, no, no. I wonder if people watch Archer and then they hear that song and then they're like, hmm, should I watch Top Gun as a result? I hope they do. Like, that's a movie that just has existed in pop culture forever. Where, like, I showed... When I watched it, it was either this year or late last year, I showed my girlfriend, but, like, she never seen it, but it's like, hey, you recognize that scene? Hey, recognize that? Right. Because yeah. it's just been parodied so many times over the last 40 years. Like, it just is a staple of all movie pop culture for decades. Like, yeah, you don't have to rewatch it. I'm Look, I'm the little piggy. I went and watched all the Spider-Mans, and then I went to the theater with my big little thing of popcorn, and I saw all the Spider-Mans together, and I clapped and kicked my feet. Like, Spider-Man. This is that for... I'm so sorry. <laughs> this is that for them, and I don't want to take that from them. I I didn't scowl at the Americlaps next to me. I promptly saluted. I my, hope. my empty grabbed my empty bucket and made my way for the door. Like <laughs> let them let them have this. It's fucking Memorial Day weekend with the new Top Gun. This is the best day of their lives. Yeah, I'm it, just a fat it little nerd on the weird. internet. It does kind of feel weird being like, oh, they haven't seen a movie in a while. They don't know. It's, it's like showing like a caveman like Morbius and him being like so <laughs> impressed. This is the first movie he's ever seen, and also because it's good. Uh, yeah, yeah, of course. Well, uh, well, uh, well, I guess sometimes I can't believe uh, I love. I can't believe I like this movie more than anyone else. But also, I'm like, it's fine. I'll never watch it again. Yeah, that's the thing. It's like, I don't think this is a bad movie. I just think that it does a lot of things very poorly. It has so many elements that I want stripped away. Like, I, I'm the long movie guy, and I yeah. want this to be shorter. Damn it. This is, I don't I, have I a think, personality. I think the word that I would use to describe this movie, and some people will take this as more insulting than I mean it, but I think it's just a very simple movie. And like... I can agree. Simple does nothing for me. Yeah. Like, I don't think it's, like, dumb. It's just very paint-by-numbers in a way that somebody that watches movies, like, I don't feel like is ever going to get a lot out of this, aside from, hey, remember this stuff that you loved before? Which, like, yeah, I fucking love Top Gun. Top Gun's one of my, like, I don't know, ten favorite movies ever? Like, I feel like I was supposed to be part of the target demo for this, and I'm not. And that's just, like... I've never experienced that before. Like that is just a very different feeling for me. Yeah. So well, I think no this is very really simple. I've, it, it feels almost like a surface level movie. Maybe that's why it's so popular. Is that it appeals to this broad base, but it doesn't really push any new ground. You know. And I'm not saying that the the first movie was like an intellectual treatise on anything, but the first movie was cool, and I don't feel like this this movie is cool. It doesn't. And the first movie was fun, and I definitely don't feel like this movie was fun. I think it definitely helped that, like, I did not want to see it, but I wasn't really excited for it. Like, if Alex hadn't been gung-ho about it, I probably would not have seen it in theaters. Because, like, he, I don't know, it looks cool, I guess. But, like, I don't... You know I what I keep thinking about? Gun, but I, I don't really want to go back that badly. It's do, fine. Do you guys remember, like, the first controversy that came out about this movie? That, like, China was controlling certain elements of production? Like, the, there was a flag on the back of his jacket that China mandated had to change or something like that. And uh, it's always a nuisance when China does that to movies. But I, I was wondering, maybe that's the reason that the Great Balls of Fire scene is like that. Because Top Gun is familiar to Americans, but uh, I guess people in China don't really know it that well. So they had to be like, oh, yeah, mustaches, they're hereditary in America. So that's the reason that it was like this. Hey, why are they playing that song? Okay, put the clips in. <laughs> it's like The Mummy, where they just kept showing the flashback. Yeah, that's exactly Are they even allowed to go see it? Like, aren't they still in lockdown? That's. I think that's only uh, one. We did all this for fucking nothing. I think that's only like a small. I don't know, but uh, yeah, yeah. We 
I'm not saying that, like, damn it, I want that one flag back on the back of his jacket or anything, but, like, take out the great balls of fires. I didn't want that in there, you know? <laughs> that that's that part sucks. The song's good, though. It's, it's, I love Jerry Lee Lewis and uh, his views on family. <laughs> <laughs> And that's the tea, sis.